What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Cooper University Healthcare, South Jersey's top-rated hospital. With experts in 75 specialties at over 100 locations, Cooper is the region's leading academic health system. Cardiac services, innovative stroke and neurological care, advanced surgical options, and comprehensive cancer treatment at MD Anderson Cancer Center at Cooper. When you want top medical experts and services close to home, trust Cooper for award-winning care. Cooper, committed, compassionate, complete. This man here just the Fox not, man. Yo, what's up, man? Host I said, Fox podcast. McCloud. Yo, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Hit um, I, I I was a good fan, man. I heard I heard a lot of y'all takes in part one, and um, I agree with a lot of y'all said. Like I was like, dang, these guys either read a lot of good reviews or, you know, like dang. Again, uh, Sean, we are happy to have you with us. Yes. Uh, Who, again, this... I'm Starman. Oh, sorry, Starman. Starman. David Bowie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the weekend took Starboy, and I'm like, yo, I'm grown, so you know. All right, all right. But again, we, we're happy to have you, Starman, on our show. And of course, we are giving out cakes. No, I can't tag everyone a second time. You can only tag somebody once a day. So y'all know how to do the everyone tag on 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 uh, Facebook. So basically, go into the second one. Let me refresh so I can post, so I can tag it. What you're going to do is you're going to go into the comment, and yeah. then you're going to just click in the comment and just do at, just the at symbol, and you should see yeah. everyone pop up. Uh, no. I got you. All righty. Yeah, go. yeah, it didn't pop up for me. And this the feature, too. <coughs> All right. It goes on. 
<clears throat> Alrighty, but again, again, we give out cakes for awards with certain topics, categories, and again, with our guest of honor for the day, Starman, he will be going first when we present cakes and awards. Yeah. Gentlemen, are you ready to give out some cakes? I am ready to fucking yeah, yeah. give out some fucking Well, cake. of course, we always start with the Christmas cake, the one nobody wants, disappointment of the season. Mm. Starman, what was your disappointment? Uh, all right, man. Uh, Wait, hold on, but hold on. I want this is our first time having Starman. Before we give him the cakes, Starman, give him a little bit of an intro in terms of what you know, what your background is on anime, etc. Because they don't know jack shit about you on this. That's show. true. Cool. Let's do that first. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Yuki, aka Starman, host of the Ninja Please podcast. I just wanna, I wanna thank y'all for being here today. <laughs> Yo, oh, man. Yo, he's professional with this shit for real, for real. Right. We don't have that budget. Man, Ninja Please for real. On season six. We've been I've been podcasting. We've been doing Ninja Please since 2019. We're currently on our sixth. Uh no, I'm sorry, currently on our seventh season. Uh eighth season gonna start Saturday. Um shout out to uh Mackie O'Meta, the one that owns Sanuki. Shout out to Ocean, aka Flamingo Shirt Poppy. I'm Starman, aka Tomaki Black, aka Yuki, aka the Golden Karama, also known as well, officially this known. Nigga said the Golden Karama. I'm fucking sleep. You know I'm what I'm saying? Hey, oh we do this. If you know that Wu Tang, that's from Wu Tang. Wu Tang, man, the AKAs, right? Outcast, the AKAs. You know, uh, I've been an anime fan for like shit, pretty much since adolescence, man. My very first anime was Sailor Moon. Uh, from there, man, I just graduated everything. Dragon Ball pulled me in like it did everybody else. Yep. From there, man, I just stacked up things, man. Last time I checked MAL, I have over 300 anime to my name, and the list is growing by day. So Yo, I can't wait for this. I'm hitting 300 this uh, this season. I'm hitting 300. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. Hitting 300. Yeah, I might be a foe by then, man. Shit. I keep. No, I just went through a phase one time where all I was doing was just knocking them out just because. And ever since I, you know, uh, was honored enough to be uh, included in the cake, man season i just started taking on seasonal shows because typically i watch two to three shows a season but you guys got me watching like 10 and 15 <laughs> shows and yeah, man. We, we tended to do that yeah we go really for quality for quantity not quality here at talking no, for real it's really fun because like a lot of these shows i would skip and i find like two three four five seasons later so it's really good to like yeah. you know stay on plus it opens up my palate a little bit so um i really appreciate yeah. it man nah. uh-huh. Okay, well, we're glad we can help you out with that. For real. We love to hear stories like that, bro. Anybody else that has those stories, please reach out to us. Let us know. You don't have to be an admin like 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 Starman is over here at Eat the Cake. You don't have to be like that. But, you know, let us know what's up with uh, exactly. how we might have, might have helped you guys, not helped you guys, etc. We want to hear it. Yeah, come join the cool kids, man. Like yeah. It's a lot of fun to eat the cake, man. A lot of debates. A lot of, uh, well, not so much debates. I try to get into it with people. I don't want to come off as an asshole, but I try to, like, engage and, you know. It's just fun watching uh, Ethan and Marte and Angels. Yeah, seriously, right? Nah, man, that's fun. Ethan, I've been waiting to get into it with Ethan. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, we, we'll get there. We'll get there later. Uh, <laughs> we know we'll get there later. But, uh, uh, gentlemen, we had an incredible season for summer. Let's serve some cake. Again, uh, disappointment or the Christmas cake that no one wants? Starman, what was your disappointment? It could be show or like anything specific. Devil is a fucking part-timer season two. Okay. That's the biggest letdown for real. Like, 
That shit was hilarious. Season one, season two was like, bro, I don't give a fuck about this baby. What the fuck is this shit? Right. Yes, I did not care about this baby. Like, I didn't see it, but I definitely got mid vibes. I got mid vibes whenever he would talk. Yeah, it it was like a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) Like there was not a lot of substance to go around. And again, only the only person I liked there was Gabriel, and he wasn't there enough for me to give a crap. I mean, Lucifer kind of like came out of shell a little bit. I like he did. But um, my favorite thing about season one, though, is like, you know, I'm, I've been into religious dogma ever since I saw Evangelion because, you know, I'll be reading stuff at church. And then I'm like, Dead Sea Scrolls, that's in the back of the Bible. What the hell is this? Because we had the old Bible that had the like the pictures and the maps and stuff. But anyway, Lucifer and Satan being two different entities, like two different people, I thought was a cool concept because until Devil's a part timer, I never even thought of that idea. So I thought that was cool. But. Honestly, at first season was just slapstick. It was comedy. Everything was funny. It was jokes on jokes on jokes. Cause the whole humor is this girl in high school or whatever is lusting after, you know, lusting after this guy, and he's just trying to be a manager at McDonald's. And then it gets serious as fuck in the second season. And I'm like, dog, I've watched Seven Deadly Sins. Like I've seen all of these angels, Michael versus the yes. devil shit. Like, bro, <laughs> what what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that yeah. was my disappointment. Alrighty, very good. They'll have that Christmas cake because no one wants to marry it after 25. Ethan! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is so good. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, Ethan, what's your... What's your, who are you giving your cake to? I mean, I could have given it to a few things. I could have given it to the disappoint, the disappointment I felt a little bit, I guess, with Overlord. Um, I could have given it to fucking, um, there was a couple things, but I gave it to, as a whole, the season's arc of Boruto. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people like to rag on me because of, of how much I love Boruto. <laughs> and a lot of it is deserved <laughs> but this season in particular was just such a fucking drag and maybe it was because everything else around it was so like eye-catching and popping but it was so blah i didn't give a fuck until like the i guess at the end of the boruto arc as i said in part one the end of the boruto arc this arc supposedly it was really it was it was solid it was definitely solid if it had been that in a similar fashion the entire way it would have been super cool but it was below mid for like nine out of the 12 episodes of this arc. So this season, I guess you could say so. Mm. Yep. Boom. Yeah, yeah. The audio people can't see me. I just did the jerk off motion into the splooge. Well, congrats, Boruto, for actually winning something for once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> where's the where, where's the, the effect? There we go. <laughs> uh, Yo, you got to link me to that shit. Yeah, yeah. Guys, my bad. Uh, mine is the light novel adaptation of Clash from the. Mm. Again, again, again. The show was fine, but the fact how they adapted some of the characters felt mm-hmm. really flat, especially Ayana Koji. Again, mm-hmm. they made him this edgy teen lord. Mm-hmm. Again, with if you look at some passages, quotes, everything from the light novel, he's more intrigued in that, and they don't flesh it out here, and that's so disappointing. It's like you had this chance, you could have done better. People waited years for this. Mm-hmm. You finally mm-hmm. get it, and it's just what the fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mostly, yeah, I I, I, I on a coaching portrayal for <laughs> disappointment. There you go. Take your cake. 
Boom. There we go, baby. All righty. What's next, boss? All right. Pick a country for a cake. Starman, you go first. Pick a country? Yeah, so I can look up a cake for it. Oh, Germany. All <laughs> right. We're getting the Black Forest cake. Hey. Not, not, not the Nazi cake? Sorry. <laughs> Will you stop? Lord, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm assuming it's chocolate. It is, it is chocolate. Is it the chocolate or ham? <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Cherries, cursed chocolate, a uh, layer of cherry jam and whipped cream. Mm. That's right. Uh, we will give this one to uh, genres. All right. We'll, There's first, a lot of genres, Matt. That's I know. I, I'm trying to pick one. Uh, what you call it? Best thriller mystery. Best thriller mystery. <sighs> That's an easy one. All right. Summertime rendering. That was a good thriller mystery, dude. Like, just trying to, like, figure out who was who, what was what, and why it was the way it was on this island was just, I didn't expect that. Um, And then they just kept giving you twist after twist and, you know, sacking you out to the end, you know, at least to, like, episode 16. And then, you know, the unveiling happens and you're like, oh, shit, you're the bad guy? Oh, shit. Mm. Yeah. Like, like, it was him the whole time. You thought it was Hayden, but no. Mm. Yeah, because they faked us out, but you seen everybody was involved low-key. And, you know, you know, some people joined the squad, but that 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 was a good mystery. That was the suspense. Like, it, I'm glad I was able to binge, like, the first... I binged, like, the first 15 weeks, and then for, like, the last, like, six weeks, I watched it week to week to week. But, uh, yeah. And I'm glad I binged it. I couldn't have... Suspense would have killed me if I would have watched that from week one. Even you missed that man. <laughs> I did. I mean, like I said, if it ever if it ever goes on fucking Hulu, I will definitely stop whatever I'm doing to watch it. I'll probably right. right now. I will stop whatever show I'm watching, whatever shows we're watching, I will binge it. It was a pain to like try to find a site every week to watch it though. It was a fucking pain. Like that's fuck why I don't you. do it. I don't do that. House, man. I don't that's why I don't subscribe to the podcast. It needs to be on Hulu right now. Yeah, it the series is done, so yeah. You know, it's funny. You had difficulties finding that, but it was really easy to find a, a site for fucking uh, for uh, God, God damn it, uh, Labyrinth Harm. Yeah, for Harm, really I easy on the same site. I, I watched them on the same site. Yeah, for really, I just dude, all I did was typed in Harm of the Labyrinth episode eight uncensored. Boom, there it is, third one. <laughs> Speaking of Labyrinth, my home but found it on Pornhub, but that's another conversation. It's on yes. fucking uh, what's it called? On if you go to Hentai Dude, it's on. You see all the other ones. I see you see Inner Species. That was on Pornhub for a while too. Yeah, you see that there. The Platinum and Uncensored is on Hentai Dude. So, all right. What's yours, bro? What's what's your what's your further? Well, as y'all said, I missed out on Summertime, so um, I had to pick, and the obvious choice was Made in the Abyss, but Made in the Abyss won several awards, and I didn't want to just give it, you know, another award. So. The only other one I could possibly think of was Overlord, and it's by far not the best. I understand that, but given what I saw, given the the the, the cues of like, oh, what's going to happen next? What's you know, what's going on? Like, what you know, like uh, when are they going to fucking unveil that like so and so is bad? Oh no, it's not. The fucking Lord Farquaad was fucking actually really good. Oh, that was interesting. Things like that. So it's not the best as a whole in the season. I understand, no doubt, but I didn't get to watch the other one that was so. And I, the other one I did was. It's gonna win a lot of awards. All right, I, All right. Uh, I gave it to Sur- Summertime last season, so I am going to switch it up. Uh, for me, it was Shadow's House too. Mm. I, I loved everything that got involved. Thanks, more man. about the, more about Master Robe, uh, Mary Rose, Rose Mary, just everything. This 
we, we're learning more about the house as we go on, and I need to know for season three where is this going to go? No, no, and, and I, I can't wait. Facts, I completely agree. It was hard for me to pick. I went with summertime rendering just because yeah. it was like it was a thriller. It's like mystery yeah. thriller, but if it was like, it's more, up, like it's more. mystery, no nah, man, yeah. shadows house. Uh, because you learn something new. They they circle back. Yeah, you learn more about the shadows. You learn more about yeah. the dolls. My ex yeah. ruined it for me, so I'm not gonna watch it. Like like yeah, man, uh, Master Rope, that whole thing, and um, yeah. Fantastic. Alrighty, very good. All right, now for the opera cake, uh, best soundtrack, Starman. What had the best musical score? Insert songs. The call of the night, man. It wasn't even fucking close, man. No, but that's player. But I was singing, falling, falling. I was singing that shit every week. I did not skip it. And I even checked those guys out, like uh, like creepy nuts. Like I went and checked them out. They were in an episode of Call of the Night, and yeah, not. But it's definitely my favorite. Like all the mute background music, OST, hands down, man. Like I love that I can respect that. um the hip hop. And then when they had scary scenes or uh, they changed the vibe, they gave us like some electronic and dub stuff. And like mm-hmm. it was it was like it was great, man. I even heard a few strings, man. That shit was immaculate. Ethan, what was yours? I wanted to give it the Ruby, and I gave it another award regarding music, but um spoiler. I gave it to Abyss because with Abyss, whenever you first off, the OP was great. Second off, the ED is literally telling you the fucking story that you saw. What episode was that, Matt, where they concluded with um Michael saying no, she she wants I don't want want to forget them. And then like episode Like I just don't want uh, to be forgotten, something like that. Like I still I, remember you. I still remember you yeah, exactly. Shared. And I was like, when I heard that lyric, tying it to that ending, <laughs> that shit was fucking great. And like, uh, again, a lot of the shows this season, their their musical scores match the action, match the pacing, match the scenario really well. But uh, Abyss especially, it captures the darkness it captures the despair you saw it captures the joy and the lighthearted moments how, how few of them there were it captured that you know as they're going up you know earlier in the season when they're exploring the village and it's very curious it's you know it's got that very like you know curious type of like african vibe like you know like i equivalent it to when you're at disney world and you're at like animal king and you're going through africa and you hear like the the african like upbeat music but it's like it's chill like you get that as you're going through again as i mentioned you capture the despair you capture the darkness and all of those musical scores and pieces all inner like they tie it together it brings it whole it brings it to where you can feel the emotion even more because you hear this somber the somber background, the somber drop as you're watching it, and so Those drums, yeah, man. Uh, like for Ethan said, uh, mine was also made the best. I almost gave it to Call of the Night, that was very close, but again, it was just more of the atmosphere. I, I disagree with the fact he said it wasn't close. I disagree there. I respect Call of the Night for sure, it was in my top, but to say it wasn't close, man, yeah. I, like, I just like these series. I like that Japan is finally embracing hip hop on a large scale. Like, you know, your boy, yeah, they don't like black people. Your boy, y'all mean, nah, man. That well, they don't like gaijins, they don't like gaijins. That's but I mean, uh, they like white people, they like black people, bro. No, nah, eh, man, eh, eh, not not fully that. No, eh, <laughs> depends, depends on where you go. I mean, you know, foreigners are foreigner, but you know, I mean, I get it, yeah. but 
I really I do enjoy hip hop being embraced. So like I don't know, hip hop group and they really, and they incorporated it great. Is, yeah, and incorporating that in the sound. That's that's really what got me. Um but even like with the R and B vibes, like um I don't wanna jump the gun, but if we're gonna talk ending themes and we wanna stay on music. Oh yeah, that we could do that next. Uh, we'll get the blondie to E D. Black Summoner, bro, had like that was my favorite ending. Like the theme. Hmm. And they switched it like three, four times where they just it, it, on the last few episodes they played the little instrumental of that song where it was damn that acapella. Oh man, that shit was sweet. You know, I skipped a lot of Black Summer. I feel like going back now. And I, I skipped a lot of the ED for Black. It was okay, but I didn't really like I didn't feel it that way. Uh, what was yours then? Uh I gave it to Abyss because again, that tie-in. That that, mm. that that tie-in specifically like did it for me when they literally said, like, I, I still remember you right after that. And that did it for me. Like <laughs> Your ED is literally about the pain of one of your of one of your MCs. That's what I gathered from that. Like, yeah, agreed. Uh, mine was Call of the Night. I enjoyed the. I think I enjoyed the ED a little bit better. It, it was, again, very fun, very catchy. Again, it's just great. So, yeah. All right, now the brownie OP. Oh, the call of the night. Falling, yeah. man. Like, that shit is on falling, my falling. playlist, man. They're both, they're both on my Spotify. Like, and then the fact that, like, I like how it gave you an introduction as far as, like, the animation. I don't want to just stay on the song. Like, the animation for it, it introduced all the characters that you would, like, get to know. And they made it seem like they're watching the show and they're doing it. And then he's literally falling from the sky, you know, and Nazan is catching them and shit. And I'm like... Yo, this is this is dope, man. It fit the theme, and then once you kind of like you get you find out, it, it gave you Jujutsu Kaisen vibes. And then you that's, get that's one thing I got. Falling I in love, the, that that's a hard ass that that's a hard ass like ending to follow though. Like, it gave you Juju vibes, I think. That that shit was. Oh yeah, that that op no the op for the the first op for Juju is what. Yeah. It the ending, I never I skipped the opening. I ain't okay, no, it. I see what you're saying. No, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No. Well, what was yours, Ethan? <coughs> also, you also UK Living. Thank you for saying Star Rans Rabbit Mask. I'm a, he, a he, fox, man. I'm a fucking fox. You don't see my ears, man. Fantastic, Mister Fox, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm fantastic in here, man. Uh, sorry, Ethan. Go. Ahead. I gave it to like chorus. I okay. really that was I, I again I'm not like OD OD like into like listening to it like that. Like if it comes up on the playlist, cool, but my life revolves around EDM, so I don't listen to much like beyond that. But I, that was like horse is one of those ones that I didn't uh I didn't skip because you know I, there's something about to me the 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 J pop culture that like is really like it, it's a dream of mine to go see a j-pop show i won't understand 80 percent of what they're saying but it's just that vibe when i see like if you look go on youtube and you look up like lisa and you see like her j-pop events like how fucking popping they are when you listen to like chorus i literally just picture like a concert at at, at sumo hall a, a concert at the tokyo dome a concert in the saitama super arena and like you just see like fucking twenty five thousand people with their lights going hey hey Hey, as you hear like like horrors going off, like you hear the, the music. And so that when I picture that, I'm like, oh man, you know, like it really hits. But there were so many good ones. Like Abyss was a good one. Call of the Night was a great one. Fucking Ruby. I loved Ruby. Um, Loki. So that was another one. Um, there was a few, you know, but for me, like Horus just it felt it felt the best for me. And that's why I went with it. I went with Shadow's House. Rihanna. Um, basically did have my favorite ED last year 
And this one, Shall We Dance, is just as catchy. I love the visuals for it. Like the darkness of it and the light from like after like in the middle when they do Shall We Dance. Oh, no, that Bossa Nova. That, that, I love a good Bossa Nova. I can't even lie. Yeah, so, yeah, again. Charmian little... knows his music because he's like really going really in depth with this shit. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Marianne. That's that shit. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's catchy. It's good. I like it. So, yeah, more music from her. When you get season three, bring her back. Alrighty, uh, the Bunt Cake, best original anime. But no, if we're gonna do music, we should just best music finish that. Did off. we? Did we have one? I had one. I gave it to Ruby. Okay. Uh, best what? Musical anime. Like that. Like that was a musical base. Like like an it idol. wasn't. But Ruby wasn't musical based, but the, the music in the show it made it like. See one of the one of the scenes and uh, Star. Did you watch? You watch Ruby, right? I dropped it, bro. I'm not. Did you drop it? All right. I, so, I got the six episodes to that shit, and I was like, bro, I'm and not. it's around. I don't. Did you see the episode where she's singing to the about the sillies or to the sillies? I don't think I remember the song. So there's a something that really stuck out to me during Ruby, and it was that during one part you see Weiss, and Weiss is singing. Um, to the sillies the sillies are different pieces of herself like repressed memories repressed pieces of her childhood and of her existence and she's singing to them and she's basically saying you know she's living in this utopian world where she's the head of the shini company and she um she is like you know ruling all the production and all of that she controls this world and the theme of the song is i'm so lonely and you see her sillies and again the repressed pieces of her childhood the like the i want to play i want to be loved i want to be with my sister i want to grow up and be happy like all these different feelings that she repressed as a child to be a serious child and in reality she has the world because she's the heiress to this fucking amazing company that um dust but she's alone and just that feeling and the way she sung it, the, the, the way the song, the singer sung it, it captures a really somber reality for people. And it doesn't hit me as much because I don't feel that way. But I can just picture somebody that, you know, has the world and has nothing at the same time. And it captured that so well. And it, it, there's a couple songs where she sings that and then there's another one and I forget what it is. But that was also very, 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 very well sung. And out of all the shows that we saw this season, none of the characters sung. You get good out, you get good soundtrack, you get good musical orchestration, but you don't get singing. I mean, you got the princes at the end of Overlord. Fuck that hoe. They mocap that, that scene, man. That was dope, man. They got a real singer and mocap that scene. I gotta give them credit for that. Fuck that, that song too. Fuck that hoe. Uh, Starman, did you have a musical anime or did you not? I did not, man. I did. I not. did not either. So I gave it. I that. I will next season, but uh. All right, let's go. Uh, ahead. Let's go. Ahead yeah, with the anime. the Bunt Cake uh, best original again for it means original anime that has no adaptation, no manga, no light novel, no game, nothing. Starman, what was your original? Lycoris Recall. I think we could all agree with that, Ethan. Same. All right, like Lycoris Recall, you you know. Sweet, clean, sweet. 
fucking song. All righty, the the caterpillar cake for best adaptation. What was your adaptation, Starman? The call of the night. You seen all that damn color? I like the fact that they went crazy with the colors when this whole shit is black and white. Like, no, nah, man. Like that shit blew me away. Like the fact that that's based on something so black and white, and they made it so vivid. Like that was amazing. All right, Ethan. Abyss. All right. Um, Cyberpunk. They they turned a mediocre game with full of bugs, and they adapted the show like to lead it into the game, and they made it work. They made it better. They made people want to play the game. A lot of Again, people bought yeah. the game after. Even people who had never played it, they watched the show this to play this game. So I give it props for that. That's Best solid. adaptation. Okay, that's yeah. solid. All righty, uh, Angel Food Cake, best protagonist, Starman. Who David. was the hero to you? David. All right, from Cyberpunk. Okay. Like, David just, yeah, but he went fucking ham. He, he, he bossed up. That's the one thing I like about David. He bought, he did what a lot of people don't do. He, he bossed up. I don't like the fact that he didn't find an end game to like the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It kind of just, it kind of reminded me of like, Oh man, um, I can't even think of the name of it now, but it'll come to me later. But yeah, man, David, David, he bossed up. He bossed up after what happened with Maine. He put the whole team on his back. Shoot, Rebecca started throwing that punk at him because that nigga, he was a boss. You know what I'm saying? He bossed up, man. That's my dog. That's my dog. I just like that. Ethan. I didn't watch Cyberpunk, but I, I could see, I could see what, why you'd say that. No, he, uh, no, he was a contender for me. I could say that. I went to Sato. I think out of all the characters that we saw, she was the she the world of Lycoris revolved around Chisato, her past, her decisions, her the what she wanted. Everything was everything was pushed because of her. We get incredible scenes between her and and Majima. We get an incredible like sister story between her and um and Takina. Um, because of her, we get an incredible story uh, between her fathers, Mika and and what's his face, Yoshi, and she fundamentally changes every single person around her. You know, you get all the different characters of the of the Lyco of the Lyco, uh, what's called. Uh, bakery whatever the fuck it is yeah. you know she's single she's single-handedly touched each of them and changed them they all feel for her she changes the organization and this motherfucker threw an interception in the fucking red zone i'm watching <laughs> the game i'm watching the game and i have fucking uh, god, god damn russell wilson what the fuck all right sorry anyway she <laughs> nah so um she i don't know the way she progresses the way I'm sorry, the way she pushes the season uh, throughout, I felt was it was really it captures what a protagonist really is. You know, what I'm saying her core values, her 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 being, her reasons for for doing what she does, the results of that. It captures it really well. And I think she is truly pro within protagonist. She puts the pro and protagonist. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna do Shinpei, but that he was he was previous season, so I would have got him again. But I almost had Ayana Koji, but again, since he got ridden so poorly, it was Shisato. I agree with that. Shisato though. 
Yeah. Again, everybody if it's said. Wait, what? I did not know it. Ayana Koji had hands, though. He, I know he threw those hands. I know, he was close. Yeah, I said, I, I thought about it, but though. again, this is personality. Touch, shut it down, turn it down. Like, okay, I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't stand him. Oh my god, but yeah, Chisato. I really love Chisato. All right, uh, devil food cake antagonist. Who is your star, man? You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me, Lord. Ain't out gone, man. Told you, <laughs> I do. I. I couldn't consider him an antagonist. Please break it down why he's an antagonist because I don't see it. Okay. He's world he was, domination. He was mama on like every the first three seasons. He was literally living the double life as a hero adventurer that was saving people. He was defeating people. He was even he was <laughs> the people from the sorcerer kingdom under the guise of keeping up his image. Um, that girl that wears the mask, I can't remember her name. She likes mama. She respects him. Um, everyone looks at him as this hero. But when he said, fuck this, I'm building the Sorcerer Kingdom, um, he was petty. It was just like, look, I need to show the world that I'm not to be fucked with. So you're going to have to be the guy. Matter of fact, you brought me the spoiler. You brought me the head of the prince. Like, sorry, he's out of here. Like, old girl, like he, like, he enabled the princess to do what she did. Like, he straight up. Matt genocide. And, and he told people to kill people, like even they're begging for their lives, yeah. kill them. But you, know what, you know what? But you know what? What would disqualify that for me was when he had that fucking uh, when he had that conversation with the prince, and he's like, "Wouldn't you do whatever it takes to make your people happy?" So when you look at it from the opposite perspective, he's a protagonist from that perspective. His I mean, methods I, are can, are very questionable, but he's the protagonist in this in this image because we're looking at the world from his image. You guys are looking at it from the perspective of the of the of the kingdom that he fucking dominated, which is fair. That's fair. But when you look at the show, the show isn't about them. In the in the grand scheme of things, although it, it makes for raw moments, that's not what the show is going to end up being about. It's gonna it's so much more beyond that. I don't and know. So when you look at it from like you're looking at it from his perspective, he's the protagonist in his story about his kingdom, about his ways of world domination, and he's. Not a pacifist, obviously, but he's not like fucking uh, Kim Jong-un, whatever the fuck, you know, he's not a dictator, you know, despite the fact that it was very dictator-ish the way he conquered them. He's not a dictator by reality. He's not that dark by reality. And I mean, so he's a walking, I, don't, I don't get antagonist vibes. He's a walking OP skull with no, he's a, un, he's a. And un- when he gets touched, he lights up. He's like, he, he, he. I mean, that's true. And don't get me wrong. I love Ainz, but in this season, he he literally, when he sat down with the prince and they, he was just like, look, man, you don't have to do this. You can just leave with mercy. We'll become a, a, we'll become a state up under you. Like, we, we like, dude, we will buy down. And he was just like, look, bro, I'm sorry. I got to feel an example. And he went back and told Alberto and all of them, oh, we're going to wipe out the city. We're only going to save a thousand people. We're only going to save a thousand people. Everybody else got to go. Like the princess, literally knowing what the fuck was going on, fed those fucking orphans the last meal, and he enabled all 
everybody's evil fuck shit. Oh no, nah, bro, he back. He my favorite antagonist. I was cheering for him because he's always trying to be this good guy. So I like him. You know, everybody around him is so evil. So I like everybody around him getting to him. And he was like, uh, uh, yes, yes, you're right. That's that was my plan. Demiers, you're right. Damn, I really. That's, him. that's just him, that's just him just accepting it. Yeah, he I just mean, accepted. He accepted his reality. That's not necessarily him. I got all, right, all right, all right, Ethan. Who is yours? Majima. You can't have Chisato without Majima. I feel how you feel about Ains about Majima. Like Majima wouldn't like. I guess compared to Chisato, but he wasn't really no villain. In terms he of evil, he was just like bro, I'm bored. He's joke. He's Joker. He's... Yeah, he yeah. Was, but in, ter- in terms of what, in terms like, of what, in terms of what the antagonist meant to the story, that's why I chose. That's so, true. Because of how deep, how deeply ingrained he is throughout, like Chorus, it, I feel like you know. And she was Chisato's fault. If I chose Chisato as a protagonist, who was their antagonist? Oh yeah, he really was Majima. He killed so, children, so that qualifies you. That's my whole point. Once you kill children, you're an antagonist. Right. Uh, I'm going with Shide from Summertime Rendering. Oh boy, he, hey. he was a major headache. He killed Ushio technically. He killed Hizuru <laughs> multiple times. Like he was just a constant nuisance to them. And they just again, him. his powers are crazy. This everything is you find out he was a real baddie, not Hayne. And then his birth, how he yeah. oh my god, he was a villain. The gem, though, the fucking gem. Oh my god. Yeah. No, my it god. was it, it's hard to it's hard to ignore him. Like, no, I'm sorry. Like he was a villain. <laughs> he was a villain through and through. And again, Eddie had a goal and everything, the complete darkness. He had that, and he was so close in one of the universe in one of the timelines, he had it. Had it. Yeah, until Shinpei died and looped it. <laughs> Fucking Subaru Plus. <laughs> yeah, but, but with yeah, with uh, setbacks, which is good. I like that. It's interesting. Yeah, man. That's a good choice. He was my second choice. He was my like she day. He was my second choice. I was I almost picked Ryuin because again, waterboarding is just fucking awful. <laughs> it should be done more. And Koji was damn near a villain. He damn near watched that shit. <laughs> All right, uh, erotic cake, best etchy or fan service title. <laughs> Star, harem in the labyrinth of another world. I think we're all unanimous for this. Harem, you show face, fuck it, you show orgies. So, bathtub... I'm literally the only thing they were missing is him having fucked all the all, all the fucking harem, and he's like, I can't get it up in the morning. And one of the girls puts a finger in his ass, and he's like, I'm up again. That was all that was missing, bro. Yo, it was it honestly what I really liked about that was the fact that since I watched it uncut, none of the sex scenes were the same. Some of them weren't even, well, they were sex scenes, but they were all different, like different positions, yeah. different things. Like, um, he guided her through. It was like, you know, I don't know. And then in, almost in the last episode, he popped he popped that girl cherry. Yeah, I was he did. He did. He did. And it got to the point, I gotta buy more women now because of this promotion. Straight up. He's like, I'm gonna fuck all the bitches. They said, like, like you guys were saying in part one, as soon as they was like, so what is my specialty? And they were just like, your sex machine, bro. Like, for real, bro. Like, yeah, and he spent right. bank on them too. He didn't buy no cheap hoes. No. He bought Fine. premium. He bought the premium shit. Premium. Six hundred thousand each. Six hundred bands on a bitch, bro. He bought a oh, yeah. tub just to get in there and do that thing, boy. <laughs> He's like, I had eight about. women. What he bought? He bought six. I mean, if Vermeil if Vermeil had an uncut version, I I'd have threw that in there because I like that. But I that would have been probably. 
Alto was just too soft, man. I wanted to. I had to make up in my mind Alto was doing freaky stuff with her. But kissing, I'm like, oh, bro. Yeah, I think like he pinned her down, fucked her, take the mana out of her. Yeah, that's what. All right, all right. Moving on. Uh, hummingbird cake from Jamaica. Uh, best surprise. Jamaica. Oh, best surprise. Like, My- like, 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 what's something you didn't expect to be good, but it blew your expectations, or like anything, even if if it's a moment. Kate's revelation. I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen Shadow's House. Well, when Kate revealed, like, you know, details <laughs> about like her, you know, her, her life. Yeah. Model, you know, it's just like. Like, yeah, Shadow's House. Like, that honestly, the best surprise came from the details I learned about Kate and uh, Rosemary and Mary Rose. Like, that whole exchange between them talk relating, that was my favorite surprise because I didn't see that coming. I went with Black Summoner. I didn't expect Black Summoner to be that good. Black Summoner really... We had the two slime episodes. We had, um, what's it called? We had Black Summoner and then we had My Isekai Life. And My Isekai Life was cool. It was alright. But... Black Summoner did it really well. Did the slime, you know, Isekai slime with the slime. Oh, that's really my well. guy. Huh? Clotho, yeah, Clotho, bro. Clotho was solid, bro. Clotho was solid. Yeah. And it was, you got a little bit of everything. You got dope action. You got really solid animation. You got good soundtrack. You got um, reasons to care about the character. Um, you got a little bit of a harm going on without any of the etchy. Like, it's really solid. And one of the things that, um, well, no, no, I'm never mind. I was thinking about, I was thinking about the other one. I was thinking about my sky life, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. The magic was really cool and all of that. So that CGI fight scene, them CGI fight scenes were ambitious. Cause that could have went South real easy. It, you know, the first, I think they did the first one better than the second one, but the second one wasn't shit. Mm-mm. I watched Cespis a couple seasons ago and that was a hundred percent CGI. And I loved it because it was like. It was like anime Spartacus without it being so raw, but I just wasn't fucking with it like that. You know what I'm saying? But so when I saw the CGI, I was like, oh shit. But then when they did the first fight scene in CGI, I was like, yo, this shit is fucking hitting. And the second one, which was supposed to be even grander, like it was straight. You know what I'm saying? I thought the first one was a little bit better, but it was still really solid. And like you said, it could have gone fucking dog shit, but it didn't. And so it was solid. Solid. Super solid. So I was surprised at how solid it was. Uh, I'm going to go with Vermel. I expected it to be a generic etchy, mm-hmm. like no substance, all just underscored bouncing tits. Mm-hmm. But no, mm-hmm. we got a plot, especially with Vermeil finding about her past life. Holy mm-hmm. shit! <laughs> Hanging <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, she went. She went fucking nuts. But it was deserved. I was so happy when she killed that town. Fuck that town. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just again, like fuck the kids. G shit. Fuck all the I, kids in the town. Like I said, I got I got entertainment. Me. The characters weren't that bad. And I like I enjoyed Vermel. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, all right, uh, Mooncake, best sci-fi, Starman. Edge Runners, man. Edge Runners, sci-fi, like cybernetics, like trigger. But they were gone. I ain't seen a bad trigger sci-fi yet, and I don't think I ever will. All right, Ethan. I'm surprised you, Doctor Stone OVA. Okay, Doctor Stone OVA. It- it was... come out as a sci-fi, yeah. Where did you watch it? It's on Crunchyroll. It's on Crunchyroll. It came oh, out like at the beginning. Yeah, of the it, yeah. It's an actual sequel to before that leads in the season three. It's, it's an hour. I don't know, MAL, but I just 
you know, I just thought it was one of those things that I right, it's gonna come out eventually. But no, I know it, like, it came it came yeah, out it, at the beginning of the season. It's almost I think it's an hour, right? Yeah, it's an hour. It was like a direct Blu-ray type of thing. That's what no, I no, no, no. yeah, you would think, but no, it was yeah, it's, no, it's worth checking it out. Yeah, yeah, Ryuyan is great. Is he is? I enjoyed it so much. Uh, edge runners for me again. I I I, I guess cyborgs, Andrews, all this, the atmosphere of it, the world of it, everything fit. Also, Naked Lucy, nice, nice, nice. Oh, yeah, see, he gets it. <laughs> all righty, let's go with Red Bean Cake. This one will be best fight. Who's your favorite fight? Starman, Maine versus the world. Yo, edge runners, man. When Maine, um, when Maine just succumbed to cyber psychosis. And he just started ripping bodies, bodies, bodies. He just thought like he went ham, bro. He went nuts. He was covered, drenched in blood with his hands, bro. Not even, um, bro, that shit was gruesome. It's like, just my fault. <laughs> that shit was nasty. Nasty. I ain't seen a fight scene like that the whole season, man. That honestly, Edge Runners had too many good fight scenes, but that was the one. That was the one. Even. All right. Yeah. Bad was- choice. Yeah, man. I mean, that I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that final end. I was waiting for that final end. It was just, it's so raw. Especially one of the best things I loved about Light Chorus was the gunplay. Especially from Chisato and from Mika at the end. So raw. So savage. Just like boom, 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 boom. It was and smooth. Walked off and fucking walked mm-hmm. off. So gangster. Yeah. So from the time she was a fucking child, she was doing that shit. If she had real bullets, bro, she'd be the fucking Terminator. She's the fucking Terminator in a cute fucking little girl body. Facts. Facts. I ain't seen gunplay like that since Gunslinger Girl. Yeah. Bro, that gunplay is so sick. So smooth. And then, like I said, the back and forth battle between Majima and Shisato. The, the fact that they fucking took a break because she was having a mini <laughs> heart attack. That was funny. And just, bro, like, especially at the end when he fucking shot her for real. He went through the fucking glass. We thought he's dead. Nope. Not dead yet, motherfucker. And she even like, dodged one of them motherfuckers. I thought she was gonna dodge them all. She caught one. She caught one, yeah. But she wasn't looking. She wasn't looking. That's why she had a back turn. Yeah, like, like, it was yeah, like he judged her times of when it would be a good time yeah. to shoot type of things. It got and it got progressively better. It was that was the second battle. We're talking the whole time we talk about the second battle. The first battle was pretty good too. And he learned. Yeah, yeah. bro. Like solid. Uh Shinpei and crew against Hain and Shide <laughs> in the in the school, the like the, the around the school, like, like when Shinpei caught the school on fire, like don't mess with that type of thing. Like, like he has what I'm telling you. I yes. was like, he had them, and like she like, even Shide was burning. It got to the point where Hain could have died, it could have ended right there, but they got away. All be all it's like damn. <laughs> Everything was so good, everyone played a part, even the cop, Mio. He's a new. Everyone, Nezu. I fucking love Nezu. <laughs> I was, I kept holding off to the final episode of the season, hoping that Engage would do something. Yeah, but no, it, it was just so good. That's that specific one. I could have even done the finale, but I think that one first was better. It was better than, no, the gym, the gym fight was definitely better than the finale. Finale was cool. It was just over well, the top. I, I, I love the moment, though, like where Ushi was behind him with the gun and then they, they killed him. I love that shot. But the whole fight, the whole school. Fuck. Facts. Very good. All right, let's get strawberry cake. That one. All right, now we're gonna now we're gonna fully go to the genres. We haven't fully supernatural. Starman. Yes, supernatural. Um, Overlord. Really? 
Okay. Yeah. Overlord, best supernatural, man. Um, magic, man. It was like soup. I don't know, magic, demons, like fighting zombies, like giant space magic lasers and shit. Like, yeah, man. It was. Uh... Didn't, you didn't go where I thought you'd go. What'd you think I was gonna go? I thought you were gonna go with what I picked. Call the night, cause it's about fucking vampires. How supernatural is that? It's fucking vampires. And then to me, that was clear. It was like you said, like you thought it was no fucking uh, competition for the other one. For me, supernatural, there was no competition. It was fucking call of the night. Shadows house. That was a good choice. Yeah, I guess shadows are the they're very interesting. We're get we're, we yeah, yeah, we're, we're learning a lot about them, and cows, yeah, so. yeah. All right. Now, Funny, let me ask you something. I, I I don't know if you heard me comment on this a few episodes back with Shadow's House. Is it blackface? No, not at uh, all. They're, 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 they're little shadows. They're actual That's shadows. Just they're like, oh, I could be white. Now I'm a no, shadow. They're, they're not. There's, mel- there's no melanin. It's it's, it's, it's there's shadow. no there, there's no red lips. There's no white eyes. It's just a full on shadow. Full on shadow. And then once you find out, like, <laughs> what's the ultimate goal after you graduate? You like yeesh. Yes, it's so raw. It is. It's pretty raw. It's pretty fucked up. It is. It's definitely fucked up. I agree. It could be useful though if you're doing some shady shit. You just, I'm black. I'm white. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Ulog best adventure. Starman, what was your best event? Made in Abyss season two. Even. I'm trying to find it. I'm like, man. Go ahead and say Made in Abyss because I know you want to. I did, that was another one where I wanted to give it to Abyss, but I didn't. I gave it to Summoner. It's about literally an adventurer. Mm, you said Summoner? Yeah, Black Summoner. It's literally okay. about a, a, a adventurer and okay. his party doing really cool shit. Oh no, but that that adventure going through the like the depths of the middle of the fucking earth, and you can't come back up too fast, or you're gonna mutate and shit. And... Yeah, it, it. I know Abyss is better, but I didn't, a, I, didn't want, I didn't want my awards to just be like Horus and Abyss, like Horus and Abyss, like Horus and Abyss, like Horus and Abyss. I mean, clearly you guys made it about fucking cyberpunk and fucking and uh, summertime rendering. So I guess I could have gone like Horus and Abyss the whole. I only, I gave summertime two. I gave Shadow House two, maybe three. <laughs> All I've heard from fucking Star is uh, is fucking uh, cyberpunk and fucking summertime. That's all I've heard from this nigga. I fine. I'll give it to Abyss because there was an adventure. You got the atmosphere. You got the world of it. Exploring. No, I mean, Star's right. It literally, it's like you go to the depths of, of oh, the earth geez, and you man. can't have to come back up. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. I didn't want to just give it out. Yeah. This it, it's oh, obviously Abyss. These motherfuckers risked it all. They ran from a village, rented a boat, one way ticket to hell. Literally. And, and yet and they'll make eating it, they'll babies to back. live. <laughs> and they'll make it back. Stop. They'll make it. Rico's gonna make it back. We know Rico's gonna make it back. It's she's gonna go through hell before she does, but she'll make it back. You know, my real quickly though, my theory with that is I think her mom was pregnant with her and climbed back up, and I think that gave her some kind of immunity. But she almost turned in the movie, so don't hold me on that. No, I don't think I get what she you're just, saying. She does. Nah, she I'm, does have a shitty bowel system. <laughs> yeah, she does. All righty, uh, moving on. Tea cakes. I did it, by the way. Pun intended. Shitty. Uh, tea cakes. Best fantasy. Hey, right, Starman. Best fantasy for you. <sighs> best fantasy. Uh, getting a harem and fucking them all. Harem and the labyrinth of another world. Like who called it? Like nigga, you did such a bro. I was making a joke, bro. Oh my god, I was making a joke. It's a double entendre because you can be fantasy in the world of swords and knights and magic. That's one kind of fantasy. But then, 
And then you got Final Fantasy, you know, but then you got the actual, bruh, like, I'm sorry, like, it might be taboo. You want to take virginity? You got a big-ass city, fucking girl. I mean, you got five of them, dog. Like, you oh, yeah. rock, bitch. different you species on top of that, bro. You chop trees, you chop trees and clap and clap cheeks at the end of the day. What the fuck, bro? I yeah. mean, that is that is the that is the ultimate fantasy, <laughs> And you get to walk through portals to do everything, bro. That man, that nigga living a life, man. He's living a fucking life, bro. That's a fantasy. Well, imagine he, 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 he almost fucking convinced me. <laughs> Let me get a life too, for right, a day. Like, that's a fantasy, bro. <laughs> Uh, even I went with an actual like fan fantastical anime and that was Abyss. What up, puppy? What's wrong? That's right, cat. Uh, I I get I gave it to Overlord. This is the only word it gets. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's still an, it's still an amazing world. It's just this is more this which there was more they could have done. But you know what? I liked it for what they did. I love how they expanded more. We get, we get, we get dwarves. We get dragons now. And those fucking things, uh, shout to your kills, those fucking wolf fairy things. Yeah, that was raw. That was one of the raw episodes of the season. I, you know what? You know what? Something that could have, might have won best fight was the fight between fucking Ainz and uh, Beast Man. And no, Beast you don't Man. want you don't, you don't want Kokyujus and Brains. Let's not talk about that. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, the uh, fig. Cake. Uh, that will be action. <laughs> Starman, action. Uh, Cyberpunk. What best action? Yeah. Action no, I think it's gonna be a sweet like ours. Yeah, like ours. <laughs> like, I, I, Cyberpunk was cool, but I didn't want to go over. The I was just joking. I was joking with you. I That's the action show. Like ours to me is a slice of life with action. <laughs> yeah. And better than they did the slice of life. And I mean, like you said earlier, bro, there was nothing like those shootout gun scenes. There was yeah. absolutely, I've seen cyberpunk type action in every triggered anime I've seen. But Lycoris, I haven't seen something like that since Noir. Since like, Noir is really dope. It's two girls in Germany with guns, similar concept. Um, I felt like it was a callback. It reminded that. me of um, the one from a few, a couple seasons ago. Because again, I'm newer to anime. Um, oh, God damn it, uh, Lily, uh, not Lily. Fuck. Uh, what is it? Um, ah, God damn it, I'm forgetting the fucking name. Uh, Assault Lily. It is Assault Lily. Assault Lily. Yeah, Assault I haven't Lily. seen that one. But mm-hmm. nah, man, that's my action. My action choice is Lycoris, man. There was nothing like those those shootout scenes, bro. Yeah, it was just different. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, uh, depression cake. <laughs> Drama, all right, man. What was your drama? Shadow's house, man. I would have, I would have thought you would have said if I would have watched summertime, it probably would have been. It it was more, it's more supernatural mystery thriller. Well, Shadow's the reason why I say Shadow's house, Shadow's house to me, I said it every week in my review. Shadow, Shadow's house is like a play, it wasn't like an anime, it was actual, like that shit should have came with like the book that you get when you go to like a playbill. It should have came with a, a theatrical playbill because the way they framed a lot of the shots, they framed that. it in yeah. a sense of it was like they're on the stage. Yeah. The speech, but, also the speech, the way that they talk from what the, I've Because I watch like it dubbed. I watch, I watch the whole thing dubbed up until <laughs> the end. No, because the dub for it is immaculate. It's it's perfect. Like the dub is one of the best dubs. But um, I watched it sub for the most part because I just had to finish it on time. I just couldn't wait. But um, I watched both. So after watching both back to back, nah, man, like knock it out the park, bro. Just, just the drama. Every, every if you look up the definition of drama, man, Shadow Sauce needs to be like 
one of the one of the pictures you see, man, because it was just so dramatic, like theatrically dramatic. Very good. Yeah, I can agree with this. Uh, Ethan. Uh, we said drama. Abyss. Yep. Abyss. Crazy dramatic. I think I, I think after everything with Irumi, when she was like giving birth, they were dying right in front of her. And that even just taking them when they're alive to just so the people could eat them. Yeah. Just, wow, oh, bro. Wow. No, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, damn. And just me up. Yeah, man. Thing with uh, Thapita. That and shit fucked me up. Yeah, man. That was that was sad. Like, I know Matt got emotional for Abyss. I didn't get a I didn't get emotional, but I really like that whole like especially that when they finally told the entire story, when it was all said and done, I just felt sad. Like I just felt overwhelming sadness. Like, damn, that's, that's really. Dark. It's just like it was just like, come on, man. Stillborn, yeah. stillborns after. St- then they had to eat them to survive. That was like you right, you right. Like that shit was heavy. That's that was. was the heaviest moment of the whole season. Like that was. episode, I think was like if one. I think so. That was heavy, but I think also, um, what's his face? Um, uh, god damn it, the the snake guy, the really the from. Remember, he was like the the yeah. I forget his name now. Um, Matt. He, or, he, I forgot. I forgot. Huh? He apologized. He was so he was because he was so fucked up after realizing yeah. what he had did. The remorse. Yeah. He wanted he to be the same. so bad because he, he just was never the same. Fun. And he was the first person to go inside of Iremui, turn and into. He couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And then he was. He gave Iremui. Uh, he gave. I'm sorry. Uh, Papita. Papita back the memories that he held of her mother, who he once at the very beginning held some sort of contempt for. He wasn't one of the people that was really all up for her for her joining. It was up to Vueco and fucking uh, Wakuzan to fucking get, like, you know, just let her come. Let her come. She could be useful. She, Boy, yeah, she she was useful. And one yeah, not the way, way, not the way you think. <laughs> not the way we thought, and it, it was sad. So, I respected that very much. It's just, it just dark and sad. Like, I just felt sad watching that show. Sad. Alrighty, uh, mimosa slice of life cake. So, Starman, what was your best slice of life? Again, <laughs> Lycoris. It was a slice of life, man. It wasn't too many slice of life. Cuckoos almost had it, but they pissed me the fuck off. So, I'm giving that to Lycoris. You missed yeah. out on Yakuza, dude. Like, do you like really wholesome anime? Um, yes, I do. I, I do appreciate a good wholesome anime. I lean towards more romance than I do like wholesomeness, but same, like same. But Yakuza is just so that was my slice of life, and it is just it's so wholesome because it's it's literally the story of of create like a wild Yakuza member softening up and learning about life, learning about the fragility of, of life, learning about the delicacy of of little children. And you know, altering yourself to the betterment to your betterment to while you're around that child, and yeah, like I I wrote in my review, Yaika, I haven't loved a little girl the way I've loved Yaika since Ushio from Clan Ad. Like she's not on that level. Don't get me wrong, Ushio's like up here and Yaika's down here, but. In terms of what you get with little children in anime, it's always either fucking annoying or really wholesome. You know, like when you think of uh, March from fucking Two Year Eternity, I hated that. I hated her. She was fucking annoying until the very end when she fucking sacrificed herself. That was wrong. Mm-hmm. But with Yaika, she at the beginning of the show, she's so shy and sad because she misses her mother. 
And once she overcomes the reality of the fact that her mother's in this coma and it's going to be all right, despite the fact it's not, she opens up. She Because of, of uh, Kirishima, who's very bright, bold, um, exuberant in his own cool, calm way, she opens up herself. She's able to embrace life more. She's able to make friends. She's able to enjoy being a child instead of being weighed down by the, by the weight of not having her mother and her father not being around much because of the fact he's a fucking Yakuza boss. Like it, it it is really, really nice. And then you get the moments of with the adults as well, where they struggle with the fact that their Yakuza, they make their family suffer because of their choices, but they're still humans. They still love each other. They still have feelings. They still want to enjoy life and 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 the things that that provides like there's many different avenues you go with yakuza's guide and they're all for the most part really wholesome and it's it's just a wonderful loving thing that you get to see throughout the season with all of our characters especially with our mcs yaika and Karina. my slice of life um yeah same yakuza. <laughs> matt what was yours uh yakuza it was, oh, again, it was great. Off of the strength of that passionate review that Ethan gave, I got to watch it now. I got to watch it. It's very good. It's I wholesome. recommend it. Wholesome as hell. It's wholesome as hell. I almost gave it a four because of the fact that it doesn't represent Yakuza because even though Yakuza's, for the most part, aren't all bad. lovely people, they're, or I shouldn't say they're not all pieces of shit, they're not that lovely either. Like They really did a good job, or maybe not a good job, of representing Yakuza as human when they're a little bit less than, but in reality, I think. That was the only knock I have on it. All right, very good. Uh, the pancake, best comedy. Starman, what was your comedy? All right. I don't know if this counts, but I'm going to shoot it off. Netflix dropped the fucking ball with this show, but it was by far the... F- I got the more most laughs out of this show than any it, other show. OG son? That was Uncle F- From Another World. I did too. It, it does count, don't worry. I counted it. Uncle From Another World. Yeah, it, it was really funny. Through, but... Yeah, man, that's that's my favorite comedy. All right, uh, well, I already spoiled the mine. Uh, Ethan, your I have another surprise for you. All right, the My Hero OVAs. Okay, the My Hero OVAs. Sorry, Pop, I'm gonna put you down. Most of your like comedies. It was. <laughs> He's muted himself. <laughs> we cut him off. We cut him off and say, "My Hero Academia." The, the cat bit his tongue. Uh, Fox. <laughs> no, my fucking mic was sensitive. No, um. They're the funniest OVAs out of all of them because they drop OVAs every OVAs every single year. These OVAs were fucking hilarious. Both of them. There's two episodes. They were fucking hilarious. I died laughing for all 45 minutes of the both of those OVAs combined. It was fucking hilarious. I didn't laugh nearly as hard at any of these other animes besides the My Hero OVAs. So if you want to laugh... At the My Hero, at, watch the My Hero OVAs if you want to laugh at My Hero. It was fucking awesome. All Love right. it. All right, all right. I still didn't watch them, but uh, you still uh, haven't watched them? Nah. Ah, oh, dude. Uh, but you're good. You already watched my season, episode one of fucking season six. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, go back and watch yeah. them. They're fucking hilarious. I'll, I'll think about it. God damn it. I mean, but it's no, a no, nice but no, you, you can't, you have to appreciate OG Sai's love for Sega, his love for Sonic. He found a hedgehog. He was so happy to meet Sonic, and then he find out it's not Sonic. No, man, this man, he ain't no orc. He just <laughs> ugly as shit. Like, 
I, I, love, I love when he tied the princess like, down on the bed. Not, when I realized he's not an orc, he's just ugly, bro. I just with floor. I don't, I don't laugh at ugly people. I feel sad for them. Nah, man, that motherfucker. No, ugly, no, uh, Dio, no, Dio is hilarious. And then they did an Attack on Titan reference, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Attack, Attack on Titan callback was classic. And again, tying the princess down on the bed. And you see the elf coming in. Like, oh, good, you're here to help me. Just the guy's fucking ass. Yep. Very, very good. All right, uh, the cheesecake best animation. Shadow's house. Really? Ooh. Really? Shadow's house. Call it a night. I almost said call it a night, but the only reason I gave it to Shadow's house is because you got to understand that that show having literally shadows and bright clothes, like animation-wise, that's difficult to pull off. Because all right, I'm going to give you an example. The shadows, you only see their side profile because when you see silhouettes, you can't, you're not going to be able to see their face if they look at you front ways. So every time you see the shadows, they're turned to the side. If you go back and look and see Emilico and Kate in the same room, you never get the same pose. Right. So when they did certain things like they switched their outfits. So that one time when they psyched old girl out, they switched outfits. I thought that was really dope because it was really cute. Like, I really love Emilico. So me me being able to see Kate in her outfit and vice versa, I warmed up to Kate. But honestly, the aesthetic of Kate wearing all red, Emilico wearing blue, and then um, it was honestly, it was the scene when um one of the other girls i can't remember her name but uh she's supposed to be real pretty she did all the little the moe shots and i was just like yo these bright colors on this black canvas the fact that they were able to stick out and then um you ever seen gankatsu or the count of monte cristo yes they do that same effect with the clothes where the, the subtle the, the fabric and the detail and the designs will move while they move like it'll stay in shape like the the it's like I don't know the way they layer it, the way they do it with the color, the way they stack it up. You Cuckoo can kind of does that with the shadows, even though it's so much black, and they Cuckoo. use the colors to make the darkness pop. Like that was just amazing. I feel like animation wise, that's some hard shit to pull off. So I got to get them applause for that animation wise, yeah. Right. I mean, for me, it's called the night, just because of the the exu- like Matt or sorry, like like. Uh, Star Fox. I keep want to call him Star Fox. Like Starman has said at the very beginning of the episode when he talked about why he loved fucking Call of the Night because of how bright and animated it was. That's really what it is at the end of the day. It, it's it, it's it, an exuberant show. It's an exuberant example of animation. It is outrun in 2022. Like it, it and it's tough because of the fact that especially in Japan, you don't get that crisp vividness in the in the atmosphere that you would that you see in the show it, it, because there's so many different lights and things like you get a different effect from that but you get the different like i mean there's probably scientific terms for that in terms of like the way that the colors look um in the sky and such but they they add so much to the show the, the characters themselves i'm not you know i can't go in depth like he did in terms of like how the characters look but they look fine for sure but it's just the colors the vividness, the way it draws you in. I guess you could say in terms of like the details and characters at the very last episode during the kiss, like when you see that shot, like we said, of, um, of, uh, not, of not, yeah. yeah, you see her, you see, uh, I keep on, I, I almost said Nanachi. Nazuna. <laughs> um, when you see her and she, again, it's just, it's the, the, the rawest 
example of femininity is seeing her at that end shot where she is as feminine as can be because she's embracing what love is and she's emotional because of the fact that she's got this guy here who's pulled this out of her this this i I wouldn't call it a fear but you know like this you know uh, I, i don't know what like the word i'm trying to look for like basically getting her over the hump of of love and so it pulls that out and you see that crisp detail and it's wonderful the only i guess the only other ones that could probably get that detail would probably be cuckoos like when you get some of the still shit like the closer shots when you see especially erica and and segawa when you see them too and you get like the their their i guess profiles like you said and you look deep into their eyes and things of that nature like it's really that's also well done you um, can uh-huh. runner up you hate it fucking uh what's it? no you said i'm gonna hate your runner up Brenda girlfriend was. I was. I was gonna <laughs> say Brenda girlfriend because no, listen, like as much as I want to hate on Brenda girlfriend, like the style in Brenda girlfriend is impeccable. Like it is, it is truly the best representation of Japanese fashion, real life Japanese fashion that there is in anime. I will give no doubt on that. The the, the fashion sense, the way that you see, if you look at the way Japanese Japanese people dress. It is exactly like that. And it, it, it's a good representation of that. You get good like details. And then, like, for example, I think one of the things that stuck out to me this season on Rent a Girlfriend from the animation side was during the Ruka Kiss scene. That was incredibly well animated when you see the passion from Ruka in and that kiss and the blush, the 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 there's a shine to her lips because of the saliva. Um, the details in her arms when she's like, you can like just look at like there's a feminine glow to this moment because she's you know expressing herself in this way. She's getting overcome with lust, and it fucking proactively comes out of the screen. That also hit. You know what I'm saying? So, but he praised Ren a girlfriend for something. So hey man, that yeah. made hey, point, hey points for you. That's all you're gonna get. That's all you're gonna get from me. But no, for me it was called the night. Nope. Long story short, Call of the Night was just uh, an incredible masterpiece of of an enveloping color rush to you know to your soul. I feel uh, again, Call of the Night. Uh, I love. I'm a, I'm more of a night person, so I love the atmosphere of nighttime, mm-hmm. and they captured that very well, especially like with the cl- crystal clear water by the pool when they were doing that for like their dates. Yeah. All that I was like that was just captivating. Even yeah. the yo, even the darkness of Call of the Night in the in the in the penultimate episode where you have the fucking vampire that hadn't eight in ten years. Yeah. When they open the door, think, yeah, we're not gonna see shit. What do you find? You see the fucking demented vampire who hasn't eight in ten years and attacks fucking uh what's her face? Akira, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, attacks Akira. Even that moment, like that dark like deep despair she felt and the hopelessness that uh other boy felt like co 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 and co is frozen because co is in his own element because of this isn't the way that i've known them this isn't the way it's supposed to be before he snaps out of it and smacks that motherfucker with the chair like even then that animation was also fucking absolutely wonderful and then uh, again you can keep on you can point at different details when the sun hits the vampire the vampire turns to ash <coughs> yeah different elements but all wonderful there we go. Uh, red Velvet Cake, Best Romance. Ooh, Red, red Velvet. Rent a Girlfriend. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you primed that up. You know, I didn't know he was going to say that next, but I love Red Velvet Cake. And Rent a Girlfriend, um, 
romance, man. Um, no, man. Uh, <laughs> He's a fucking butt. That nigga's a putz. That's my favorite. Don't give that nigga no love. No, man. That's my favorite rom com. Like you said, like romance. Like just the fact that he his. Like I said, man, when it comes to Chizuru, he's a straight simp because I you get no love for being a simp ass bitch. Bro, I got admitted. No, I've, I've, okay, I gotta admit it. I'm one of the guys who've been in that situation where you cool around the girls that you, you know how you'll like a chick and you know you won't give her too much attention and that makes her want to give you more attention. Sadly. And then you'll have the chick that you kind of like feeling and you like, nah, shot. I want you to be feeling me too. You can't keep your cooler composure. I've been there. I've been there years ago. So I just kind of felt like, damn, dog, that shit is true. It'd be like that. And the fact that Ruka, he pushes her off to the side and he can actually establish boundaries because he's not into her and she starts throwing herself because he keeps that distance. That's I'm like, damn. That poor yeah, fucking you know, when he gets around Sumi and Sumi is just like we must protect Sumi. I'm gonna just yeah. protect Sumi. I'm not going. I'm not even into Sumi like that. I'm just gonna protect her and just be a stand up guy. I, I remember he doesn't answer because he's an idiot. He doesn't see it. He's so fucking oblivious because he's stuck over this fucking bitch Chizuru. But it's I mean, not that he's not into her because there's plenty to be into with Sumi. It's he's just devotion. a fucking moron. He doesn't I mean, see. It's the devotion, man. His full over the overly over the top devotion to Chizuru, man. Um, that seals the deal. He got all these other love interests coming, but um, you know, it's love. He went to her grandma before she's on her deathbed and it's just like, yo, I love your daughter. He got pulled into the situation. He told that dying woman in her face, I love your daughter. I'm gonna marry her. He got pulled into it. I don't care, bro. That's that's romance, bro. That shit make my heart, you know, flutter a bit. That does not make my heart doki doki. No, it does not. Rent that makes me do this every fucking episode of Rent a Girlfriend, except for like the last three episodes. I was doing this every fucking episode. Oh man. And this fucking time. man, because he's so supportive, bro. He just his devotion, he just really supports her. And I'm really like, he simps out, but I gotta give him more credit, man, because he ain't like that with everybody. She's and she's real toxic as fuck. But that's another conversation. She's toxic and he's stupid because he don't fucking recognize that. Hey, yo, you did the part. Can you do it again to the Puerto Rican? He's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid, though. Uh, That's my choice, man. Rent a girlfriend. That's my favorite one. All right, come on, Ethan. Red velvet. So, you know, I had put Vermeil and I talked myself out of it in part one by going in depth on why I like Step. It's weird. I 100% understand that. It reminded me a lot of Arrow Manga Sensei that Starman doesn't fucking like for obvious reasons. I respect that too. It, it it's it's weird. The whole ancestral thing, even though they're they're not related because it's step step shit, it's weird. But as I had said in part one, excuse me, as I said in part one, the entire reason why they're not together is because of a breakdown in communication. I can't tell you the amount of women that I've messed up with or have messed up with me because of lack or failure of communication it's one of my personal like downfalls with my with myself is i'm not good with communication um and so seeing that happen seeing that play out on the screen really made me like appreciate 
their situation. And also the fact that they're able to be able to draw from those experiences and think about the what ifs. I think about that constantly with several women, the what ifs of life. What if things had progressed differently? What if I had met you before this one? What if I had slept with you later instead? What if I slept with you sooner? Whatever, things of that nature. The what ifs, the the curiosities of your failures, the ex, the deep diving and the, the the personal exploration with the soul the soul searching within yourself as you try to confront feelings that you either don't understand or you understand and you can't process. I appreciated that very much. And I thought that uh, Yume's conviction in the season finale, again, although weird and creepy because it is her her stepbrother, I appreciated the conviction because of the fact that she wanted to rectify the wrongs of her past self. She's grown into a brighter, more mature woman, an understanding woman, a woman that has uh, gumption, that has something to fight for. Even if it's weird and wrong, she has something to be able to, to, to focus on. And she understands it because there's a connection, as we see. We see that connection throughout the entire season uh, between Mizuto and... Um, but no, like, basically, at the end of the day, um, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? Uh, what was I saying last? You remember? No. <laughs> no. Okay, that's right. um, uh, uh, creepy. No. Uh, the, the, the. Oh, the connection. So at the end of the day, like there's I understand what that's like to have a, a undescribable connection an invisible understanding with another female. And so, you know, throughout that season, you see that play out. And as the season progresses and as it concludes and as it hopefully will continue in some capacity, um, that connection is still strong because of the experiences that they felt, the mutual understanding that their feelings, that they understand each other's feelings. They understand where the other person is coming from and what that other person is feeling. They're able to draw in that. And it's inexplicable. I cannot tell you why that is, why you have that connection with somebody. And all I can say is when you do have that connection, it is genuine love without a, a, a doubt, without any sort of nothing. It is genuine love. And you can get that feeling with them as encompass their entire situation. Even if it is weird and odd, you get that. Well, in the meantime, what, what was your romance of the year, Matt? Call of the night. Okay. Yeah, no, like they're, they were growing. They were like yeah, they, they were, they were, they, they, they were something special together. Even if it wasn't like full on, I love you and all this, but it worked with what they had, <laughs> and I, I enjoyed, and how everything built up, especially yeah. at the end. Yeah. So all that, again, that's off to that. They handled it right for not going at the end with that fucking eye move and all that shit. We could join together in prayer. <laughs> all that, all that up, runner up romance, uh, elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna run down runner ups. <laughs> well, we killed well, something. <laughs> oh, 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 here it goes. Here it goes. What do you say? Whole network went out. I was reconnecting. But yeah, let's do some runner ups while we wait. Yeah, fucking Iron Labyrinth. It was romantic. He's fucking romantic. <laughs> I would have said fucking. Uh, I would have said Vermeil. Like I said, I had originally put Vermeil before I talked myself out of that. And in, in literally part one, I literally came up with that. When I said I'm changing a thing, it was literally because I was going right, into. Right. into stepmom but i had put vermeil because of the fact that you do get that wholesome like moment between vermeil and and aldo and 
it's a progressive thing where you know alto like rejects this notion like because he's oblivious to fucking uh lilia he's oblivious to her but like he rejects the notion of like no you're just like my familiar like we're not supposed to do this this is wrong you're only supposed to do the person you love and then as you continue to progress throughout the season he does legitimately fall in love with her he understands her deepest scarring moments and he's able to draw from that and realize like you know this girl is just she's another person that wants to be loved she wants to feel love and i want to give her that love because she means so much to me in terms of you know who she is and you know what she represents even if she is evil the devil the scourge you know she's affected me in such a great way that i'm willing to go to the depths of hell uh to the ends of the earth to be with her and that was really emotional and raw right no, you are, you are correct. Yeah. Well, uh, what other runners we could have done? Not engaged kisses. <laughs> <laughs> you want ripe? You want crumbo? You want legal? Boom! He chose. He chose fucking ripe. <laughs> Man, I mean, the other fan service uh, thing was hard. Was uh was Vermeil. That was obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. What would be runner up fight? I didn't have a runner up fight. Oh, Chisada Majima. Okay. Yeah. No okay. Doubt. Okay. Um. Damn, we still have a lot of awards to go. We got mostly. It's mostly the. People. Yeah, it's mostly people at this stage. Which is fine. We can. Did we do? You didn't do OVA. No, the do OVA? OVA OVA movie is year. I thought you did OVA. best OVA. No, no, we 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 changed it to year because not every year, not every season has it. Well, well, I figured since there was one or two, rather at least you would give it to. It was just one. It was just be a default type thing. So there was two. My hero, Doctor Stone. I want Doctor Stone. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Movies, OVAs. It's better to save them for the. Do you have a uh, disappointment in terms of uh, uh, runner-up disappointment? <laughs> oh, Teppin. <coughs> I didn't include the ones I dropped because I was like, eh. I, I, to me, that's considered a default. I was gonna say the ending of uh, Engage Kiss. That was my disappointment. That my runner-up disappointment instead of an entire season of Boruto, basically. Yeah, that's definitely another one. And what else was a disappointment? Yeah, he said Devil Part Timer. Yep, I agree. Yep. Uh, you probably would have said that Princess. From- I wouldn't call it a disappointment per se. Uh, I- or, or I am not confessing to. That wasn't a disappointment. That was just frustrating. It, it can't, that was yeah. that was frustrating. I don't wouldn't call it a disappointment though. That's fair. I get the logic. It was just frustrating that he chose that logic. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, what was your uh, runner-up for OP and ED? Uh, ED Abyss, 100%. <laughs> mm. And OP, not go, not girlfriend. I thought about it. It, it was catchy, but uh, probably Classroom. I enjoyed Classroom. For both uh, for me, it was Ruby. I can see that. Uh, Ruby was runner-up soundtrack-wise for me. Ruby was so good in terms of the soundtrack. You didn't even watch the show. That's crazy. You didn't even watch the show. but I, I, I know enough because I've seen Ruby. Yeah, but yeah, yeah and just this hearing the soundtracks is like this is dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I, yeah, I, I can get, I can get with it. So where's uh, he's still out, he's still reconnected. Um, uh, what was your? How was much your, longer? How was your runner? What was your runner of fantasy? I mean, you know, I was really, I was literally joking when I said harem. I mean, I guess from a, if you're thinking about a literal fantasy of your existence, harem, but I was not thinking harem whatsoever. Um. I don't know. That's the thing. My runner-up would have been Overlord if Isekai OG-san finished. Like, I really wanted to, but the fact that 
half the staff got COVID, so they had to cancel production, and the rest of the episodes won't come out till next month. It's like, damn, come on. Oh, I want. It's like oh, I'll go with the more complete one, but with in terms of comedy, it was OG sign. It was still the funniest. There he is. There he is. I have no idea what happened. Like that was, bro. Bro, you went out during my soliloquy of fucking of stepmom's daughter, bro. I'm so disappointed. I apologize, man. I, I was really into it. I was feeling it, and it's like, dang, like what, what, what? Yeah, he left. <laughs> he he left. left. <laughs> I'm like literally. I'm like, and you feel this connection, and he's gone. What the fuck? He felt he he felt you go with full chrono and said, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I gave him no love to me. Huh? Explain chromo to me. It is. I get it. No, what is chromo? Oh, oh like, like, like like incest. Another word for incest. You know, you say oh, like, yeah, yeah. Chromosome, gotcha. chromosome. Yeah, yeah. Ah, gotcha. So instead yeah. of saying no homo, it's no chromo. chromo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, mine was called the night when you're yeah. for both for best romances. For best romance. Yeah, but that was my no. That was literally my soliloquy. And I literally, like I said, I talked myself into this in part one because I was going to give it to Vermeil, and I was just like, no. I really, I really, I I pull from this. I get from this. Like this, this resonates with, and so that's why, without the chromo part, just the idea of the two entities of boy and girl feeling and feeling. That's why I went with stepmom's. Fair. <laughs> All, All right, right. Now we got uh, our fucking co-star over here, Tristar. All righty, uh, funnel cake, uh, best duo. These are the pair that is not a couple. Starman, what was your duo? Oh, uh. Talking at Chisato. Even is it a sweep for you or no? Yeah. In hindsight, maybe I should do Chisato and fucking Takina. I'll say that they're usually they're more of a couple ish. Oh no, they're an absolute couple. They tongue down every episode. I ain't never seen one. Shu Shu fucked everyone except for the sisters. I yeah. didn't choose them for couple. Okay, right, but we're going with duo now, so. In hindsight, I should do fucking Chisato. All right, so it's a sweet for Chisato. All right, so since you spoiled couple, <laughs> Cupcake, Starman, what's uh, your... Okay, oh, man, Nazana and Ko. Who? Nazana and Ko. I'm calling it Okay, okay. Dope couple. Okay. I went with Michio and Roxanne because they fucked! They fucked! <laughs> None of these motherfuckers fucked! You niggas fucked! Homie, homie clapped her cheeks in multiple directions the entire fucking season. That was a couple, yeah. There were a All couple, right. yeah. And she was down. She actually fought and held her own in those labyrinths. So yeah. yeah, she wasn't useless. She wasn't a trophy wife. She wasn't just a, a piece of ass. No. Well, no, it was definitely in the OP, though, that piece of ass. Oh, yeah, bro. She oh, was yeah. a down-ass slave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, just that verbiage is so wild. In 2022, yo, that bitch was a down ass slave. Down ass slave, bro. <laughs> God damn it. What about you, Matt? Koa Nazana. It, it ties in with the best romance. So, again, I already explained the thing. Uh, if I was, right. I'm not tying in my best romance, clearly. All righty. Uh, be- <laughs> all right. The apple cake. Best supporting girl. Best supporting girl. Yep. Emilico. Okay. Shadow's house, man. I love yeah. I, I I fucking adore Emilico. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just from the character design to just her being so cheerful and positive. Um, and supporting Kate. Cause season one, uh Emilico was the star and Kate was in the background and they flipped it this season. It was about Kate, mm-hmm. and Emilico was like truly there to support her. Oh. So much so that you know, when she got when she got her upgrade 
position and she got promoted. And Miliko did by connection. And she had to deal with someone who <laughs> cared about the job. She had to step up. Old girl snitched on her. You know what I'm saying? And Miliko, she got kicked in the stomach. She stood back up and she was like, look, I'm not going to give up on her. And you ain't going to treat my team like that. I was like, that's support, man. She down. She yeah. down. Yeah. Ethan, I went with Takina. Bro, she was literally going to kill a man for her best friend. Yeah. Uh, I went with actual side character, Higurashi. From the she went from no confidence to fucking Dobby Bobby. <laughs> this is, this is confidence. Actual side character? Yeah, like she, again, like this one idiot of her character out of fucking nowhere after being rejected. So, ladies, if you get rejected, go all in. That's it. That's all you got to do. Plot your stuff. Be flirty. Talk about your sexual pension before you leave, before you go to the house. I don't want to have sex. No way. I'll masturbate before I get home. <laughs> before Bro. I get there. What the fuck? <laughs> Complete 180, and I just enjoyed the character. All right, the banana cake. Supporting boy. Rig. Rig, man. Rig held his team down. He played his position. He did what he was supposed to do. Rico blew that whistle. And he showed up like that last episode when it was just like, no, nah, man, um, I can't pass out. I can't use my final. Ab- I can't use the blast. Or, um, you know, I'm gonna pass out. I got to stay awake to the end. Like I got to last. Keep sweat in 87. Make it last. He had to make it last. I respect that. Same. Reg. Mika. Mm. From Like Horse. I-, I enjoyed Mika. Yeah, that's true. Like somebody else, the stuff he he would do for Chisato, killing his lover. Force out to get the heart. That shit was cold. It was. It was fucking cold. That was. Like, dead with no limp. <laughs> no limp. Tears in his eyes. Bang bang. Yeah. I'm getting his heart, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I get, yeah. So if that, it shows how much he's willing to do for somebody he calls his dog. All the times yeah. that fucking Yoshi fucked about. I even just fucking shot that nurse multiple times. Like this her bam. Oh, cold. Boom. Boom. You're right about that, man. That nurse, bro. She was the worst. She ain't even had no line. She just was a fucking tool, bro. All right. Uh, <coughs> beer, beer cake. Uh, best uh, main girl. Best main girl. Best cake for a main girl. <sighs> Let me see. Uh, best girl. Did you not um, fill these Star, did you not like fill these out beforehand? You just coming up with off the top of your head right now? No, I'm, I'm reading my list right now. I just oh, had to scroll. Right, 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 right. 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 I was like, like you thinking about it? Like he's going, he's going for the list. So he's reading uh, his list. Ruka. Okay. Ruka, man. Ruka, Ruka cuts mommy the fuck out, and 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 then she dropped the condom off. Then she she got petty as fuck. Man, I, I'm sorry. And then at the end, she showed up to Granny's house. She put it all on the line. And was just like, look, we could fuck right now, motherfucker. Like, we could do it again. Anytime you want it, it's yours. I don't know. I felt like for the simp that Kazu was, man, uh, Ruka really like, nah, bro. She was down. She was she was down, bro. She was best girl, but she was absolutely down. <laughs> she made this season really less cringy because she she stood up and said, "Fuck you, bitch!" Like, get the fuck out. I respect that. I do too. All right, Chisato. I, I can't mean, argue, man. That's what the internet says. Chisato, best girl. Chisato, bro. I mean, Chisato. yeah, bro. I mean, I she, was just, she, was, she was just an enjoyable character. That personality of hers, just her ideal for what she does stuff. Infectious. What a wonderful friend. What a, a down ass fucking fighter. And it's a good soul. Like, you know, like if I'm not on this earth to make it better through positivity, like what am I really doing? Like, you know even. 
even when Yoshi told Kusama, we gave you the heart to basically kill people and just refusing to believe it, just more of... I want, and you know something, like, I, I complain about that a lot. Like, I'm watching Trigun, and I hate that Bash that doesn't fucking kill anybody. I understand why now that I've seen, like, 18 episodes, like, that power is fucking raw. I get it. But, and he sees, like, what the fuck happened with, uh, with knives. That's how, as far as I've gotten. But, so I, I, I've got a little bit better of an understanding why you don't want to kill people, but I just hate that premise. Like, yo, like, you got the strap. Fucking American nigga with the strap. The fuck? But, I don't know. Like, it just, it just, like I said, I, I like Chisato just because of her personality. Her personality is beyond incredible. Yeah. It's and she's kawaii as fuck too. Alrighty, uh, rum cake, best boy, Starman. Best boy, David. David, man, like I said, David bossed up, man. David fucking bossed up. I ain't seen no other guy boss up like David did, man. David went from a scrawny, you know, scrawny. He went from Will Smith to the Rock. Like I don't know how to put it, man. <laughs> like. All right, he bossed up. Uh, that's a good one. All right, all right. Even Karishima. I went with Karishima. Mm, just, okay. Just because, as I was saying to, to y'all earlier, when it comes to to uh, Yakuza's, again, just the growth that he showed throughout the season, going from wild man, not caring about anything, just being cold and heartless, to having a soul and being a protector and a provider to this little girl. Um, he even though he was an MC, he was the main character, he truly was Yaika's support in more ways than one throughout the entire season. Um, the the fact that he was just so accepting and so loving of this girl that's not even his daughter. Um, and it, again, you can probably play out the fact that it is Yakuza. You have to kind of be that way. But you get from an emotional standpoint, it's way deeper than that with him. And so that deep connection that he has with Yaika and the growth that he exhibited throughout the season um he was incredible so definitely definitely Karishima for me Kyo call the night not Kyo Ko. yeah sorry Ko. yeah Yo I, is the best boy from fucking fruits a couple seasons back but you know but yeah no definitely Ko. I, I I I enjoy his progression of his character the, how like how his dedication of wanting to become a vampire even though the pros and cons of it his dedication to Nazana even after he had a way to become a vampire with fucking the trap pyre, but the trap pyre. <laughs> <laughs> no, the trap pyre had that man questioning his whole sexuality. Like, oh, like it's a whole. I no, mean, I, really thought, <laughs> I thought that was dope because I didn't think they were gonna take it there, and he, he they took it there, and it's like mm. they gave you a fucking mochi size fucking you know sexual converse you know it's like conversation. And I was like, damn, that's. That's pretty dope. But it wasn't like too extreme. Like he didn't go touch on his dick or nothing like that. It was like, you know, I mean, it, was, lap, it was an allure, a sexual allure. Straddle, straddling him, yeah. But you're right. I mean, Cole, Cole was a, a nice guy, man. I really thought he was cool, man. Yeah. 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 Again, it would have been Ayala Koji, but they fucked him up. <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. All righty. Uh, Princess Cake, best waifu. From Uncle oh. from Another World. Elf. Okay, okay. I like that one. I like came out of left field. Her character design is really dope. Like she is really pretty. Like I need more of that. Like she was just really pretty. I just like looking at all her scenes. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like the ice, the ice witch was like cool too. Like, but nah. Like elf. Like even when Uncle transformed into her, I was like kind of feeling weird inside. Like ooh, it was like she's still hot. Legal. I didn't watch the show. Is she legal? I mean, she's an elf. She's 300 years old probably, but yeah. she's. Hot. 
Yeah, she's got the she's got the body of an eighteen year old still. So I'm dead. And she's a redhead. Yes. Oh, okay, that's why. Nah, man, redheads. All right, Ethan. Shisato. I was I'm gonna say Roxanne. Like what? <laughs> Ruka. <laughs> no, you know, if I want to be honest. If I want to be honest, I went with Shisato just because of how badass and again her personality. I keep talking about her personality. Why? How it is. Yeah, in terms of like in terms of like her personality, her personality is infectious, beautiful, lovely. Um, but if we're actually talking about like an actual, like for real, for real, like girlfriend potential, it would legitimately be Ruka. Like for all the reasons that fucking star said. Because yo, like she's a down ass bitch. She fought for she fought for the guy, she, even though he's a fucking putz and I hate him. She fought for him wholeheartedly, is down to fight, yo, like. Take out your dick. I'll fucking suck it right now. Like, straight up. Like, and yeah. She, again, the, the genuine affection she feels is completely retarded. I gotta say that word. It's retarded. But it's... Too late. Was that? Too late, <laughs> Too yeah. Late. Sean Richardson had that a while ago. I was like, I got a button for that. Nah. Oh, but... God, I need that button for him. <laughs> nah, I know, for real. Nah, but, yo, like, she's, like, down as fuck. Like, for real, for real. Like, and if it wasn't... I can't call Sumi a waifu, but... Protect Sumi at all costs. Protect Sumi. Ayano from Engage Kiss. Mm. I'm sorry. She had a lovely figure. The dresses she has, even this, her work. She was shoe. also a DTF, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking fuck shoe. Just so. Uh, yeah, sorry, you can take her yeah. That was down. She fucked yeah. that man, gave him a sex memory so it could be eaten. Like, that's yeah. love. Yeah, if I was exactly. her, I would have been like, if I, I would have probably asked the NASCAR, too. Like, how does it feel? It's, it feels good, right? What bothered yeah, me extra wet for you? Engage kiss. It was the aesthetic. Like I really would have loved a more mature aesthetic. Everybody just looked too cute. It like not sexy. Everybody just looked cute, and that's okay. it. Just absolutely bothered me. Nah, the nun was sexy. Sharon was sexy. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I was into pegging and they had a pegging scene, I, I that would make total sense. That level of like femininity. I just it's like I, I needed a more adult aesthetic. Like like. I don't know, something like, like, I don't know, you look at Faye Valentine or you look at like Witchblade, you look at something like that where it's like a grown woman looks like a grown woman, not like stuffed into this mold. No, Faye Valentine is fine as shit, but she definitely smelled like a fucking ashtray. I'm pretty damn sure. I'm just talking about the, the that aesthetic, man. Engage Kiss should have came out. Listen, I kissed a girl yesterday who smoked and like, there's always that hint of fucking Newport and I'm just like. Yeah, you're right. But I stand on that. Engage Kiss should have came out 20 years ago. Like this Moe, this super Moe cutesy era we're in, it didn't do it any favors. I mean, yeah, yeah. Do it like Kisara, but everybody else know. Yeah, but then get rid of the fucking sister. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty, our last cake, the fudge cake, husbando. Is it our last cake? Seriously, no, it's not our last. Cake, is I think it? it is. Yeah, we went through my whole list, man. Like, yeah, I did all these. Yeah. Husbando. All right. Yeah. Champagne. Okay. Yeah, man. Champagne. Uh, Champagne really cared about Ushio. And he he was a man. He held it down. I can't give this award to David. I got to give it to Champagne because, like, as far as boyfriends go, like, like David was a terrible boyfriend because of how the ending went. You know what I'm saying? But Champagne was like, the weekend, I will die for you. Prince, I will die for you. And come back and save your life so I don't have to die. And I can live with you. That, come on, man. Yeah. Devotion. Yeah, like, like he was willing to disappear with her instead of just this other timeline. Yeah, devotion, man. You always bring me over with devotion. He wasn't no simp. 
He was a man, and he mm. kept that kept that heater with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> provide and protect, man. You know, yeah. he was a man. No, it's real. I right. did. I did. Even. I chose Karishima again for all the reasons that I had said earlier. You know, again, a wonderful parent, future parent, um, good looking, uh, good hearted, strong, willing to use the strap himself. Yeah. All right. Um, Hatsuka, call the night. I had Mika. I had Mika before this. Hatsuka? The trap. The trap. The husband? Trap. I feel like husband would have to be a little bit more manlier than that. I'm into I'm into traps and fanboys. If I like if I want to go with a guy, that is a preference. Again, it would have been Mika, but because you know that physique, fuck. <laughs> Just put the skirt on and lie to me. Exactly. It's got it looks girl enough. Fuck it. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna be mad. Like for real though, that that trap. Like I, my mouth was on the floor. Like damn, yeah, I got me one last surprise. I ain't see that shit coming. Right. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad she was she was clean shaven though. They would have thrown me off if she was hairy. If she was fucking hairy as shit. Well, he. But yes. <laughs> the shower. I'm respecting of the fucking gender, and you want to fucking correct my gender? No, the shower scene. That's what tripped me the fuck out because, like, you get they weren't, they, they weren't blurring the top. Yeah. Oh, had the same reaction the viewers did, and I thought that was really dope for them to to like do that. Where he looked and he double take two seconds. Like, I thought it was like, oh, it's an uncensored thing, so we can see a titties. Exactly, and he's yeah. like, oh. Hey, that's a boy. Damn. She got a dick. You fell Damn. for the you fell for the surprise penis. Imagine if there was an uncut version for that. Catfished him. Yeah. There you Double go. You know would be hilarious too. Like if you had the uncut version and it was like just a fucking like horse cock. It wasn't no like little cheapy fucking dick. Whoa. <laughs> Imagine Whoa. that shit. And you see fucking I, I, <laughs> you see, I'm, see I'm sure he's like, oh, like, I'll make you mine. All right, that's it for the cakes. Are you guys ready for our countdowns? Alrighty. Although we had the argument, we had the fucking yeah. I kind of we'll get to all right. Uh, Again, we're gonna start with honorable mentions. We're gonna go in a circle, same order. Starman, what was your third honorable mention? Third honorable mention is stepmom's daughter. All right. Uh, Again, you can elaborate on it more if you want. Talk about it Um, more, unless you did. Stepmom's daughter is an honorable mention for me. Is because um. I did enjoy the story, but it, it got to a certain point where, like, like the communication, that show didn't go where I thought it was going to go, I guess where I wanted it to go or assumed it was going to go, because I seen Step, um, Domestic Girlfriend kind of messed me up, and it wasn't that, but I took it for its own. It's a really good show in terms of, like, people that enjoy it, and, like, everything that they did right, they did right. I hated the ending. I hated how that shit ended, and it was super fucking confusing. Are you gonna be his girlfriend or his sister? How the fuck did your parents not know y'all fucking dated for a whole fucking year, and they done got married? What the fuck? But it wouldn't have been no story if, if I got a if I can't suspend my disbelief. It was too hard to suspend my disbelief with that one, so that's why it's an honorable mention. Ethan? Um, harm. Harm in the labyrinth. Um, I mean, it was what it was. It was it was a it was a cool etchy. It had a little bit of story. It had a lot of sex, a lot of good sex. It was like I think was it Sean? I think or was it um Star that said that shit? Somebody said that it was a guilty pleasure. It was really me. was. A, it was yeah, that was Star Man. Yeah, it was. Oh, a, yeah, yeah. Was, Angel didn't watch it. So. It was a guilty pleasure that quite often alone before I went to bed. Uh, rent a girlfriend. All right. Wow. 
Yeah, uh, I, there there was some good stuff. At the same time, there was a little bit of the cringe that came too much. A little bit of cringe. <laughs> it was cringe until like episode nine. Keep it on. Yeah, the last three to four episodes were great, but again, there was other stuff I watched that were a little bit better. So, a little bit. Eh. if you think of where you have thirteen versus you have one, and you call that a little bit. No, like like there's a couple more. Like I, I like them a little more. They're there, but it, it should be an honorable mention at the very least. Respect. Again, it's popular enough. It's there is the charm to it behind the cringe. It's tears for me, man. Like one and two, high level. Three is a little bit low. Four, just a tiny bit below that. Five is a little bit below that. Six yeah. is okay. And then from seven down. Like, uh, like I still I enjoyed season one better, but again, it's still not the worst mm-hmm. thing I've seen. You enjoyed season one of Rent a Girlfriend better? Yeah. What? That's why it's an honorable mention because two is absolutely superior in any way, but you know. Bro, two, yeah, two is miles better, and I don't like it at all. He said it all. The last four episodes are the most captivating part of the entire series so far. You know what I'm all saying? Right. Number two. You're, you're fucking surprised that you ruined for me, but it didn't ruin because it was a little you bit. You already more. said it. Uh Ethan already said it. my number two is his number one. Um Labyrinth. Labyrinth was extremely guilty pleasure. Um, I couldn't watch that with, with the guys or the friends. I I'd watch yep. that and cut by myself. I didn't even let my dog in the house. Like, you gotta go outside, Sean. You know what's funny? I watched it with a whole female. And she I mean, that's she, how you're supposed to do it. I mean, but you know, I mean, fuck her now, but you know, whatever. But she, you know, she was like, I can't believe you watched this. I was like, I mean, is it not fucking dope though? She's like, it's all right. And I was like, see, you don't hate it. Yeah, it's Labyrinthine to show out right. You wanna go and, and redo that? No. Yeah. It, they're better harems and they're better adventure anime, but you put it together. It was it was a nice. Trip. Are they better harems? Harems. I mean, uh, the greatest harem anime. I ain't gonna say greatest, but I don't know, man. Like redo hill, it was. Ah, shield hero the hentai. Yeah, it don't get much worse than that, but that's 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 extreme. Okay. I didn't watch the whole series. I've only seen, I've only watched the sex scenes for like the first few episodes. And I stopped, I think, during, I think it was like the episode like three or something where like the guy like fucks the guy or whatever and he throws up and then fucking like dies or some shit. And then... that, that shit just gross. And the species reviewers is gross too, but it's it's charming. It's weird. I've seen, I've seen that. It's weird. It is. Alien, like weird midget elf fucking. What's your number two? Are you frozen, Matt? Is he frozen? He is frozen. I was like, why he's not saying anything? I thought he looks completely shocked. Like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I shocked so bad. I was screenshot that shit. He's frozen. Oh, Matt, don't tell me you got technical issues too, buddy. Oh, like, what the? This shit is contagious. Yeah. There he is. Oh, there yeah. he is. Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking up for some reasons. God damn it. Uh, what was your... I, what have, was your... I have fiber, guys. Yeah. Uh, my number two was, was Cuckoo's. I went with Cuckoo's. It started okay. off really, really well. And it progressively didn't get really well. It wasn't terrible by any means, but it just it wasn't what it could have been. It wasn't what I hoped it, it, it was gonna be. Um, you know, but it's still solid. It's a decent love story. Um, when you when it boils down to Sagawa and uh Erica, forget Sachi. I don't want to know about Sachi and that love story. That it's not me. Um that I'm not into that, but um, just again, the aesthetic is really pleasing. Uh, the soundtrack is fine for what it is. Um, it was solid, you know, but there was others better. All right, uh, engage kiss mm. uh, again. Nice. The concept is really oh, nice. 
it started off fine, but it just I feel like it just fell off the rails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's just more of what did you want to be? And That's I true. didn't get that. And again, these couple episodes, and again, I hated the sister beat Asmodeus. Yeah. I think that just ruined it for me. Sure. But again, I like Shu. I like my fucking waifu for the season, obviously. But Kasara nah. was a, was just an annoying bitch. Shu chose right. Shu chose ripe over legal. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, what was your what was your what was your top honorable match to start, man? Ethan, he beat me to the punch again. Couple of cuckoos, man. Like, I was in it, bro. That is a good like. I hated the last two episodes, and they kept throwing this Sachi curveball in my face, and they kept pissing me off. And then he acknowledged Sachi like too many times, like you're my sister, not this. They did the whole bumping in the head, spoiler kissing thing, but. Um, cuckoos, man. O- overall, it was animation was was clean. Animation was clean. Um, it was a wholesome, um, nice plot. It was a nice plot. It was original in the sense of, damn, okay. Um, I've seen this before, but if they would have done like with cuckoos, like if they would have been like, oh, what if he was like scientifically crafted? That would have been unique. Well, cuckoos. The only thing that threw me off was that brother shit at the fucking end, bro. It made no sense. That, that shit it's, it, it, it's, it's fucking Erica's dad just, just throwing people off. He's just fucking confused. I'm with my money. I'm gonna toy with children's fucking emotions. When they introduced the fake ass brother, it it knocked that show off my top ten. That show was damn near. That show was. That yeah. show was it was in yeah. the middle of my top ten. Yeah, I had it in my that top ten. Not the right motherfucking off. It was yep. close. Yeah. Same. 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 Ethan, I talked myself into this. Engage Kiss as 11. All right. So I uh, I bumped something else above it. You'll hear it in my number 10. All right. Um, but, yeah, no, Engage Kiss, I, you know, I had it in my top 10 for the longest just because the animation was, was really good. You know, the kissing, they didn't blur out the kissing on, like, a couple of fucking animes recently. Um, so that was cool. And, again, I liked the story for what it was up until the end. Um, I agree with what you're saying, Matt, in terms of, in terms of Amadeus. I, I wasn't feeling it at all. Um, they could have gone in different directions with that ending. Um, it was very disappointing from that standpoint. And um, yeah, you know, we might get a season two, I suppose, because we still have the the thing with Kisara and them. And with all these shows that have been like mid, like or shitty endings, like I'm still gonna watch them because they were still impressionable enough in this in this current moment. And, and there's it, a chance, and there's a chance for them to improve. And there is, but you know, for sure. So. Yeah, engage with my number. All right, my top honorable mention: Vermeil and Gold. Mm. Again, it was enjoyable. I liked for what it was. It was never spectacular. I don't think that's what they were going for. It was just nice enough from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And again, those last couple episodes with Vermeil's past, even in the middle with Vermeil's true form, those were okay. Like it's actually something different. Mm-hmm. We can they work with this. They give a time skip and age our boy up a little bit. And when he's a little yeah. more like assertive and masculine, oh bro, we're gonna have a good one. I just need like, I just need him. I need I need him to look down at Vermeil. Like I just that's what I need. I just need him to look down at her like for I, I want him to collar and leash her while having her pinned down. That's I'm it. daddy. That's what he needs to I'm daddy. Yes, you are. Like you're gonna call me master every time you speak. I got it. <laughs> yeah, because he got her heart, but they never did nothing with that as far as the plot. They flipped it around. You know, some they flipped her heart around because basically he has her heart, mm-hmm. but she felt his feelings in a way. 
when you think about it, when it all boils down to it, like her feelings grew exponentially once she gave him her heart because he because she was literally inside him instead yeah. of the opposite way around. And they so also wasted. That, that helped toward that. They wasted their side characters like no other character had. An no, that's fair. Like no one gave a shit about yeah. it. Lilio has the closest one because she just because she was naked. Yeah, they did. They, they, then, then she turned to a thirsty fuck. At least she wasn't as bad as the one bitch from um, uh, what's it called? Shima Meta. Okay. Uh, alrighty, let's keep going. Number ten. <laughs> number ten, Starman. Your official number ten. My my number my official number ten was Engage Kissing. Uh, All right. We're all yeah. relatively close. I'm digging this. We're yeah, all, yeah. Hey, all kids, and I, I ain't gonna even read the description. Y'all can find it on the page. I'll post it. I already posted it. It's a 3.5 out of five for me because I simply love hearing oh, I love hating everyone. But ultimately, like I like the fact that that show opted to do way too much instead of not enough. Like the worst thing I could say about that show is they did too much, but they mm-hmm. tried. And they were adults with adult situations. She was a piece of shit, and I love hating everybody. So that's why it's number ten. All you right. should be giving ratings. What did you give for your thirteen through guys? Might as well do the ratings now. We brought it up, right? Um, rental girlfriend. Uh, actually, they're yeah, they're all free. I was saying, sorry, Rental Girlfriend was free and a quarter. Engaged Kids and Vermeil were free and a half. Yeah, my, the ones I named, all three of those threes. Yeah. Engaged Kids was 3.5. Yeah. Same. Right, so uh-huh. Harm, Harm 3.25, Cuckoo 3.5, Engaged 3.5, 3.75 maybe. Number 10 for you, Ethan. It went down, unfortunately, because of how I've talked myself into number nine. Uh, number 10 is Vermeil and Gold. Um, I enjoyed it very much. Um, I thought it was the best of the Ekis because of the story that it provided. It was the best story by far in terms of what it was. And up until I talked myself into my number nine, um, I thought it was the best romance. It again, it the, that man learned to embrace the devil in essence, and it completely devoted himself to that woman, saying, "I will go to the ends of the world." Um, with this woman if the world is against us then it'll be her and I against the world um, because she's special to me and I love her and that was very raw the 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 moment that we see with um with uh, Vermeil and her her deepest darkest despair um was very sad the fact that she lost her somebody who she looked up to as a mother figure someone she looked up to who as a sister and a couple of children that she looked up to as siblings um was very dark and very sad and um it, it resonates in terms of of how they continue the fight and just on top of that also just the the fact that alto is so fucking op like with his magic is pretty fucking cool too um but i agree with what you guys are saying in terms of like the side characters didn't really mean a hell of a lot um you know that was what it was um they didn't expand on the actual story as much as it was a good story they didn't expand on it enough i felt um there could have been more world building and had they done more world building and mixed that in with the sexuality and the magic they could have easily been able to progress into a season two i think a lot better um they still may but there's still you know that room for improvement from that point so uh yeah vermeil is my uh, number 10 number yeah. 10 for, number 10 classroom of the elite okay that's a, a it had potential to go higher but Again, the first exam, the uh, athletic race that I they were not that interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like as soon as we got about Kushida, that's where it started to slowly, slowly pick up. The time splitter. Yeah, the fucking split personality psycho. 
And I, but the, the only problem was I wanted more of Ryuya. I wanted more of Manabu. I wanted more of Suzune because Suzune was a main character in season one. And this was she took a back burner. And again, the, I, I like Karizawa though. I, I think she's a great addition. We got her fleshed out more. And again, Ryuya torturing her like during this in the cold of winter. Then Ayana Koji saved it. Like that whole, that whole fight sequence was great. Yeah. And the hype up to season three at the at the after credit, yeah, that's fine. Like, okay, I want to know what happens there. So, can you can you actually improve it? Yeah, you have the chance to improve. So, we will see what happens. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine for me was Overlord season four. Overlord season four was typically uh, it was kind of like bumpy. All the other ones are kind of like action packed. This one focused on more politics than action. Which I since I watch a lot of Gundam, I'm cool with the politics. Um, but it was kind of slow most of the series. But I enjoyed Lord Ains being a villain. But my favorite thing about this whole series was that three episode run at the end. The last three episodes, bro, that took it over. That that earned the spot on the list. Oh, the last three episodes just blew it out the water because I I binged them. I watched I watched the last three episodes in the same day, back to back to back. So being able to watch it like that had a great impact on it. So when I got to the end, Shada was on some Game of Thrones. Fuck everybody. I'm being selfish. I'm I'm selling my soul to the devil to fucking get what the fuck I want. And I'm taking this guy that I'm in love with with me. Oh yeah, three point five out of five. Even? My number nine. I talked myself into my number nine. Stepped on my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Again, I agree with the fact that it's just weird. Uh, I agree, it's a little cringe from that standpoint because it is the the whole sibling thing. But again, the way that the show resonated with me in terms of his romance, I kept talking it up, kept talking it up, kept talking it up, and goddamn, I put it in my top ten after it was originally my number eleven. It was originally my top my top fucking honorable mention. I bumped it up to fucking nine. Um. Again, I agree. The ending was just, you know, it's a little bit odd. But at the same time, I, I saw the beauty in that moment that they shared. Uh, and again, I just I, I talked myself into it just because of how I felt their romance and their feelings as they continue to discover themselves, uh, continue to blossom throughout the season and continue to build and perpetually grow and grow. And um, confronting your mess ups is something I think more people should do in real life. And that's something that I think that you could take away from that show, even if you do take away the fact that they're still technically related, which is weird. Uh, number nine for me is Overlord. Mm. Hey, I, Overlord. Yes. yes. Because I, I, was at, I enjoyed the world building, but I feel like in this season, they focused way too much at it, especially mm-hmm. around the beginning. So part of that, I took it away because season three had a, a good balance mm-hmm. of both. Of mm-hmm. how Ainz is, how everyone else is, and then you got a little bit of the world, but learn more about the the kingdoms, the other people involved in it. Mm-hmm. Again, again, there was again not much of a balance here. It was good for what it was, but season Overlord Three is still the best version of it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, um, Overlord Five. Whenever that happens, hopefully they figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Eight. Eight for me was Black Summoner. You should be counting Japanese, man. I just thought about that. Um, I went with Black Summoner simply because um, I like I like overpowered main characters. I like the fact that it was OP. They did it was harem ish, but it wasn't an actual harem. Um, my only real complaint was in the end they didn't show me any of the cool shit that they gave everybody as far as their upgrades, and they focused on Kelvin, which was cool because that last I didn't expect him to chop Buddy's legs off. That was savage. That shit was savage. Um. 
But yeah, other than that, Clothro, man, he was he was a dope ass. Like my that was my favorite fucking like uh what you want to call that mascot character. So uh yeah, I like, like Gerard most, bro. Yeah, only, only, thing, Clotho. only thing they need is uh more formidable more formidable foes in the next season. I'm all on board. It's another three point five out of five for me. Cool. Yep. Uh, my number eight was Ruby. Ice Queen them. Okay. Um, it's a very it's an unheralded show because the animation, if it wasn't for Call of the Night, I would have given animation to Ruby, truth be told. Um, it is really, really crisp, really bright, really exuberant, really eye-catching. Um, the fight scenes are, are really well done, especially when Ruby does her like little spinny fucking tornado thingy with her roses, with her Ruby roses. Mm-hmm. Really, really pretty, really, really aesthetically pleasing. Uh, the story, it's a side story. So, you know, for not knowing anything about Ruby, um, the show itself prior to that, it was, you know, it was okay for what it was. Um, but again, the what really caught my attention was that episode during the season where, again, as I mentioned, you she sung about her loneliness despite having the world, excuse me, despite having the world, she felt alone. And the way she described her feelings and the way they, you know, she repressed her true self in her childhood so she can accomplish what she can accomplish only to not necessarily be recognized for that it really is something that really really touches the the soul and then just the idea in terms of the, their whole like principle of that show is about friendship and working together and unity and you know fighting your inner demons in essence in order to to conquer them and be a better person um that's really commendable like i said and and all the other pieces throughout definitely help it um, to me, it's one of the best soundtracks of the season. Really solid animation again. Um, it, it's really unheralded. Um, and it's not going to get the love it deserves because there's so many other great animes this season. Um, but it, it, I want to give it love. So I'll give it eight. Number eight for me, JoJo's Stone Ocean Part 2. Hmm. Okay, it was very fun, but I know Part 3 is going to blow it out of the water. Mm. I love I love Poochie and Dio together. Uh, some of the, some of the fights are really fun, but also uh, then again, some of the episodes were just okay. Mm-hmm. But with the ones that did matter, they matter. Mm-hmm. So again, a lot of build up to get ready for the final part, and I can't wait for that to be animated. So mm. I know that's gonna be a big. I know that's gonna be a big one. So, but yeah, this is a four, four to five. Hey, yeah, I gave Ruby a four as well. Right. That mom was three and a half. Seven. Seven for me, man, was my favorite rom-com of the summer season, Rent-A-Girlfriend, season two. Like I said, man, it ain't tricking if you got it. And Kaza was making it rain, man. So, hey, man, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, he upgraded. He's making it rain jizz because he keeps jerking off because he's a fucking putz. Fuck, <laughs> he made it rain. Man, this show is immaculate as far as animation goes. This Nigga, show- there's nothing immaculate about this show. Man, the animation just looks like you can pause no, it nice. randomly every two minutes. You can just pause it and just be like, yo, the illustrations are just out of this fucking world. And it's still got so many style points. Like style points of really. the way that they write. Style. I'll give you style points. I'll yeah, the way point. that they write the subtitles like in the show incorporated the background subtext. Like I, it just cool. jumps off the page. Like it's, cool. it's, I love this shit, man. It's a four out of five for me. I don't think Randy Griffin will ever accomplish four out of five unless Kazu gets the fuck one of these girls finally. That then will get a four out of five. He gets the Randy girlfriend, four out of five, man. If he Even- fucks the girl. If he fucks the girl. I chose Overlord at seven. I rated it higher than you guys, but 
for yeah, despite your complaints, you rated it higher. Yeah, despite my complaints, I rated it higher because I like you guys. I enjoyed the world building a lot. I don't. I didn't mind it in the least. I agree from the aspect that there was more. There should have been a little less world building and a little more action. I'm the complete opposite of Star. Like he loved the last three episodes. I thought the last three episodes drug it down. For me, I enjoyed everything else up until like the last three episodes. You know, like for me, the, the show peaked, like truly, truly peaked when fucking when the prince got decapitated. At that point, like I get the idea of like, all right, well, Ainz is pissed off now. Now he's going to decimate everybody. And he did. But everything else with Renner and Climb and fucking, especially with fucking Cocutus and fucking uh, and, what's Brain. It, and Brain. As soon as that happened, that was I, I turned off. As soon as they job that nigga, Bro, out, I turned off. I, tur- I turned off. I Bro, it's, like, okay, it's, just, it's like a, it's like a girl riding you. She points on your dick, bro. Like, nah, that's literally what the fucking felt like, bro. That prince is fed them kids. They last meal. <laughs> and just left them to die, and then dance, you, man. Yeah, she, yeah, she was fucking Elsa from Frozen <laughs> for real. I, she I let them look. I liked her. She needs to die. Her, she needs to die. I love her, bro. I don't say that about none of the other characters in Overwatch. I love that Baby Albedo. That bitch needs to be I Nah, that bitch six. Baby Albedo, bro. Somebody needs to rip her fucking wings off her fucking back, shove them up her ass and up her twat. And fucking fill her with fucking Lord knows what the fuck she dies. Too oh, late. Wait. I, I said this was gonna happen. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, number seven, Yakuza's guy is babysitting. What? Yeah. Number seven. Seven, man. Again, the oh other these other God. ones were better. I still had that forgiven for the and then he woke up episodes. Oh okay. There were some episodes that were really good, some were just they were fine. Like there's, it's like a regular cozy type slice of. You life really life. demoted it a, a, at least a half a star because of that single episode. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Jeez. If you do that anywhere, I will automatically debunk you. Debunk. <laughs> I hate, and then he woke up. None of it happened. I don't care how good you are. If you do that, you're done. You're done. Damn. Don't care. That's worse than him having fucking rent a girlfriend at seven. I mean, I had it at seven. You're going to hate my six, then. I did hate your six. I almost didn't let you on the show because I saw your six. I was like, how the fuck? But we figured out your top five. It's just a matter of what order you put them in. Number six. Number six, man. This is the Crunchyroll's 2018 Anime of the Year sequel, Made in the Abyss, Golden City of the Scorching Sun. Um, Like I said, animation was gorgeous. It was gruesome. Um. My big pick was literally the first episode. I get pedophilia, I get sexual assault, and I get rape. Like, it was heavy. First episode was just, I didn't have to see that girl. Like, I seen Goblin Slayer, but I didn't think I need to see another rape scene in the first episode. That shit was, by the time you got to the end, and you got to eating the babies, and, like, it was just so much pain. But it was so good. It was so good. Honestly, this show almost made my top three. But... One one show came out of nowhere and bumped it up, and then another show had a, a last episode that was phenomenal, and that just bumped this to six. This was going to land at five until somebody sees the finale blew me out the water. So um, it's a four out of five for me. Good for you. Just looking ahead at how low it is. You know, you know what, though? Even if, even if you agree or disagree, again, he sh- it shows that there's difference and the fact that it's still on. Yeah. I can respect it for why he would lower it a little bit. Yeah. 
There were better shows, man. Don't kill me. Uh, my six was Black Summoner. <clears throat> I like Black Summoner a lot. Like I said, it's my surprise of the season. I didn't expect it to be so good. Um, it again, like 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 Star said, it, it it's a really solid show. Um, they the whole isekai dynamic with the with the slime was done really really well. Um, I agree that they probably could have had a little bit of strong characters, but we'll probably get that in season two for sure. Um, trying to think what else I could really say about it. Um, I mean, we said a lot about it as it was. Like I said, the CGI could have it could have tanked it, and instead it was beneficial for it. And I thought it was something that was very unique about the show. Um, the different variation of characters. Well, one thing Black Summoner did, I think, better than most of these animes is it made you care somewhat about every single side character. They each had a part. They each played some sort of significant role in a particular moment in the season or more. Um, and it, it wasn't just like, oh, it's just like, you know, this OP guy and his like mid characters, like all his other characters, like all his other band is OP as shit, too. And they all each brought something to the table that made the show better and made Kelvin exponentially better. So um, it built on that and it was really crisp. And so um, I, out of all these shows that I've seen, truth be told, I probably would look forward to this like in like a top three of like season twos. Like I would definitely look forward to a sequel for this. Number six, Cyberpunk. I, I'll get really good. I didn't like... <laughs> I wouldn't call it a masterpiece, but there's still so much to enjoy in Cyberpunk. This is something I think people should watch, especially for in terms of sci-fi, in terms of like that cybernetic type futuristic world, like even like almost kind of like a post-apocalyptic of how like run down the city is, that type of thing. But there is still so much to enjoy. It would be higher, but again, there's other shows I just enjoy more in terms of a better connection. If that wasn't the case, this would have been easily a, type, a top five out of it. Cool. So, yeah. Five though. Right. Speaking of five, it's time. John to the top five. All right, here yeah. we go. Top five. Top well, we, and we don't know. We don't know. We knew. So we knew, guys. For just for retrospect, we knew stars uh, six through ten because he posted it in the group prior to that. We haven't posted ours. Matt and I normally don't until after the season. Yeah. Um, I post my reviews throughout the season, but I don't actually name them in my like reviews. So I just put like an honest opinion. So my top five is coming tomorrow. I'm gonna post it in the group for everybody to read. TikTok. Every uh, YouTube, everywhere you can go and see my top five. All right, here we go. Top five was a real contender for anime of the summer. The show had more buzz and more hype than any other show this season. It was a true coming to age story, reminded me of past shows I've seen. Um, and it was just remarkably dope with some of the best action I have seen hands down this entire season with some of the most phenomenal gunplay anybody can ever witness in a good time. My number five is none other than Lycra's Recall. I gave it a four out of five. All right. A little higher than what I lower I think they're gonna have to Okay. 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 My, number five, my number five was JoJo. Oh, you rated it higher than me. I did rate it higher than you, yeah. I did, I did rate JoJo higher than you. I loved it. I, I'm not a manga reader, so I, I am going based off the hype that you guys tell me. So I'm really, really looking forward to part three of part six. Um, This is part three of part six, right? This is part six, right? Part six, part is yeah, it's exactly part six. Actually, I know this is part two of part six, but yeah, yeah, these fucking parts. But no, um, it was really solid. I enjoyed the twists and turns. It's typical JoJo. You know what you're gonna get with JoJo. You're gonna get outlandish, fucking action and fucking story. Um, but really cool action and story as well. And solid drama, and uh, you get all of that with JoJo. 
Um, as I've said before, when we talked in part one, um, I think Pucci is the probably so far besides Dio, the best villain that uh, the show has produced better than Kira. It makes sense though, because Pucci and Dio are like this at the, at the time or whatever the case may be, given their story and backdrop. So, uh, but he's definitely the best villain. Um, I probably could have, uh, truth be told, I probably could have given Pucci the antagonist if it wasn't for the fact that I gave it to, to Majima being Chitato. You'll you, probably, you'll probably give it to him in part three, in, when they do part three. I probably, I'm looking forward to hopefully doing it. Um, but no, it was, uh, it was really good, really solid. I thought the end of part two was, it fit perfectly, um, to the next phase of the show. Um, and yeah, it was really, really good. Four out of five. Alrighty. Black Summoner's uh, four out of five. Yeah. Number five for me, Shadows House 2. Again, it was, I love, I said, I love, again, I love the shadows. I love everything about the house, atmosphere. And as Starman said, it's basically a play. You, and you get that feeling of a play, especially in their OPs or the yeah, yeah. Like, I love the ED for Shadows House also with the masquerade with, with uh, Mary Rose and then Barbie. All that, like everything, just tied in together. This and this again, they make you want more, and that's why I am excited for seeing this. Oh, absolutely! Number four. All right, all right. All of these are must sees. If you know everyone, yeah. All of these at this stage, when you're in the top five, it's must must see every one of these. You got to see. But since we are talking shadows, shit, let's stick with it. Number four for me was summertime rendering. Uh. Disney, wow, Disney, Disney bought the rights and fumbled the bag. This show was supposed to have so much hype, but no one could find it. You couldn't stream it legally, and that was the biggest damn shame because this show was in an adrenaline rush. If you like Ray Zero, you'll love it. Um, and it's like if you like M Night Shyamalan, he put him to shame with all the twists that kept coming after this one, after episode after episode. It's chess moves. Like mm-hmm. Shinpei tried to get his Lelouch on with all these chess moves. I really fucking dig it, man. It's a four out of five for me, man. Summertime render four out of five coming in at number four. Uh, Call the night was my number four. Call, Call the night was my number four. It was again aesthetically. Absolutely gorgeous. A visual, uh, what's the word? I'm, I want. I, I want to use big words because it deserves these big words. Um, a visual. I don't know the word for. It's late. It's one in the morning as we're recording, guys. For those who hear us, we're almost but, done, guys. Don't we're you? Almost, we're almost done. But no, it call the night again. Wonderful, wonderfully animated, um, visually stunning. Uh, the story that we get with Ko and Nazuna. Um, it progresses really, really well. It's one of the comedies of the season. If it wasn't for that, I put from My Hero Ovas, I probably would have put Call of the Night because the comedic timing is excellent uh, throughout the season. Ko is a wonderful guy. Uh, Nazuna and her quirks are hilarious. Uh, the side characters, they, they come and go, you know, so I I would have liked to see maybe a little bit more uh, with the, with a couple side characters, um, but it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. They're definitely cool homies for co and and they're really you know good side pieces you would say um but again the main story is just um it's it it, it's really something that you can can enjoy i thoroughly enjoyed watching every single episode whether it even the 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 stories i felt like a couple of the episodes felt like filler it was still really enjoyable and like i said that's that one of the closing scenes of that of that season one when he swooped in and did the opposite of what happened in episode one where uh, Nazano was buying the beer and he swooped in like, oh, you're buying beer. That's what's up. And like that look, that that raw look like, yeah, I'm that nigga. 
I made it. I found you, bitch. Like that feeling. Oh man, I jumped up out of my seat. I was like, yo, let's go. And then the kiss, as I said multiple times already tonight, it's the most raw. It is the raw, most raw piece of femininity that you will see across any anime this season because of of the significance of what that kiss meant, the changing of Nazuna from that moment. And, you know, I bet you anything, if they do the part two, you're going to hear part of the conversation that she had with the other vampires, and it's going to open up. So, like, you'll see it opens up something in her head in terms of being more feminine and embracing that side of, of, you know, like, really, like, going within your estrogen. And so, um, yeah, but this was spectacular. I can't wait for season two. Again, we mentioned the, the soundtrack as well. OP, ED, overall soundtrack, really, really solid, really, really catchy, really, really you know, something that you can really dig in and really feel the vibe. This is such a vibes anime from the animation to the, to the soundtrack, to the characters involved. It's got all the vibes. So this was a five out of five for me. All these four through one now, five out of five. Oh man. All right. Uh, Call the night as well. That's my number four. Again, I, 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 I talked about it way too much. They were best couple, best romance, best boy. <laughs> animation they they took a lot of work they, i think they took the most out of my whole thing mm. and again it's just hard to disagree with them with everything they have done they've done everything well it is starman mm-hmm. said about put, incorporating like hip-hop type thing mm. into it with the music it's again i agree it's it, it fits mm. they did nothing bad at all no so yeah call it like number four for me four and a half hey. all right number three Top three, all right, we're down to the top three, man. Top three is when it really gets good, all right, man. Number three was one of my absolutely most anticipated anime of the whole summer season. I was looking forward to this shit since they announced it was getting to season two, and that is Shadow's House season two. It's my number three. Uh, Shadow's House, man, like I said, it was a lot of revelations that happened. Um, they gave me so much eye candy. Um, kawaii, woo-woo, like, just everything, like... I just loved everything about all the characters. Like, um, the end they gave was action. I didn't even expect no action. What they gave was action. They gave us a surprise backstory, new characters. that made us care about the new characters when we got the new characters. I didn't expect yeah. to care about um, Anthony and, you know, his shadow. And then you find out what you find out for those who haven't seen it. And Rosemary, Mary Rose's art and everything that they had going on was just incredibly dope. I like Kate stepping up, Ameliko and Kate flipping the coin and both supporting each other from season one. It was just a dope dynamic. I cared about Sean. I cared about John. I cared about everybody else. Um, it was dope, man. It's a 4.5 out of five, four and a half for me out of five, man. Um, Shadow South, man. Only gripe. If I got to give it a gripe is you got to see season one to really care about it. Yeah. Also mm. more Edward. Yeah. Mm. All right. Number three. For me was Yakuza's guide. Yakuza's Guide, other than Abyss, Yakuza's Guide made me feel. If you're an anime that makes me feel, I'm in. I'm I'm yours. I am 100% yours. Yakuza multiple times made me. I've said it before. Um, when it came to to Yaika, Yaika is is an exemplary example of what you want in a. You know, people like uh, Angel, for example, will say like, oh, you don't want like the boring, bland girl because that's not real. Like kids aren't not, like that way. You're right. Kids probably aren't that way. So when you do see a kid like that, it's special. It means something. That girl has been through a lot in her six years um, that they wrote her as. And she is exponentially more mature than a majority of the world. 
And I think that although not real is truly special. Uh, the connection that her and Karishima have is adorable and wonderful. And the things that they experience together and how they make each other grow and they've become bitter, uh, like better, I should say, better personalities, better people is wonderful. That influence, having that significant male influence, other than having a father figure or a grandfather or something like that, having that that, that person there is is such a, a wonderful thing and such a necessity in, in any child's life, having that third party significant influence that really matters. And you get that a lot. And even with some of the other emotional stuff, you when you really when it really boils down to it, like when you see, you know, the when you see Sakuragi really you know, like feeling for his wife, um, Yaika's mom, who's in a coma because of fucking truck coon. Um, when you see Karishima have these flashbacks of his family, who he truly loved his family, and he didn't get to experience much of that because they died young, and he grew up alone. He had a rough childhood, um, and he grew up in a, I guess, in a bad crowd, perhaps, and that's why he turned to the yakuza. Um, and see how he's grown from that, and you know, to see the connections and the bonds that all these other people have. I, I, this is another show where every side character, for the most part, plays a significant piece in the show. But at the end of the day, the show revolves around Karishima and Yaika and the emotion that they're able to invoke um, throughout the series with their various exploits is something that really, really hit and was really, really good. So if you make me feel I'm indebted to you. I can definitely tell you I shed a, I shed several tears at a couple points during this season. And so that's why I have it so high up at three compared to y'all. All right. Number three, Life Horse Recoil. Mm. I got it. It was a fun one. Chichelle's great. Tackett is great. It, the whole staff with the hacker, the drunk, they all felt important. They all had a they all had a role to play and it, they did mm. what they had to do and it worked. Mm-hmm. Everyone had chemistry. Like there was like nothing. There was not a dull moment between them. I know Angel hated the Patty episode, but again, it's that's what girls Pants do. Through. Sorry, sorry. Pants I'm through. sorry. That's what girls do. Like it's like Takeda is experiencing life as a normal person, and that's what sometimes what normal people do. Chisato showed her that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Again, there was nothing bad. Majima was great, and mm-hmm. action was fun. Animation is crisp. <laughs> But yeah, um, even even with all the death flags, they found a way to not go with it at the end. And they found a way to make it work. So just going poof. <laughs> so I give Light Chorus props for that. And they get season two, sure. If not, then you know what? I'm okay with I'm I'm content with just the one season. So it's probably it's probably one of the better originals since Vivi. Mm. And I loved Vivi, so yeah, I gotta get them props for like that show had no fan service. Like they they skipped on the panty shots, and everyone goes for that low hanging fruit nowadays. And I commend them for going. When she did the skirt stand up shot, and she pulled her skirt down so you couldn't see it, I was like, oh yeah, this show's different. Yeah, I'm exactly. not. I'm not gonna propose that. I want to see pants through. Hundred percent. Number two. All right, we're down to the top two. Top two, man. Yeah. All right, man. Number two to me made the biggest splash of any anime this summer. It made a damn near forgotten about buggy game, the number one purchase game on the PlayStation Network. And yes, I'm talking about Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Studio Trigger, I feel, is back with the shits. Like, what they did with this series, they gave you a pointed examination of how our government and institutions fail us and often push us to make dramatic decisions and make something out of nothing. The soundtrack was hard. The music was incredible. The visuals were groundbreaking. And um, I think Trigger 
improved everything they did on their last two efforts. Uh, one of those being, um, I'm trying to think, what was the, about the firefighters? I can, oh yeah, Promare. Like Promare was like the predecessor to this in terms of animation. They really perfected everything that they were working on with Promare. Um, but they stuck to their guns with um, with uh, BNA, with um, um, just everything that they do. They always give you something about the government, um, something about the people, something about combining with machines. I like how they stick to what they know. This was the perfect studio to adapt the screenplay. Um, the only bad thing about it is within those 10 episodes, they weren't able to dive deep into the world, into the backgrounds of what's really make sure they didn't get deep into the politics like they normally do, but normally they give you 26 episodes. So for a 10 episode, often, um, it was, it was excellent, man. Um, I, I feel like for any anime, the violence next level, um, it's super violent. It's blood everywhere. It's glorious. Fuck. It's action packed. It has a, the highest replay value of any anime I saw this summer, man. It's a 4.5 out of five for me. Number two. So I didn't pay, pay attention to my cat because I didn't want to fuck around around my shoes. I didn't care. Uh, my number two was like Horace. Um, I almost put it at three. I really, I really wanted to give you a Tuesday guide too. Um, but like Horace is just more enjoyable. Everything about the show, I, we can keep talking about the show, not off, but everything about the show hits. There was not a single bad episode. Again, the gunplay is exceptional, raw. Um, the story, the, the, the real true story of of what the meaning what how you perceive your life and how you take how you want to live your life um, is something that truly is commendable the fact that you have like a down ass girl who fucking who basically had the world turn against her and takina and had this just like mentality like this kind of dark mentality and have somebody like chisato completely turn her around um is so so wonderful the um the story of of Yoshi and um, and Mika is very powerful, and it's funny at first because like oh they're gay lovers, but like when it really boils down to it, like when it was all said and done, like it was one of the most powerful proponents of the show that you could really watch. Um, and even again, as I mentioned, how Shisato's per, uh, personality and being is so infectious. The the hard nosed fucking director of of the Lycoris um, group was you know. They're like, well, you know, she is what she is, you know, let her be. She's going to die anyway. But by the end of it, it was, you know, really like a, a true respectful thing. Like, yo, like she is the best like woman around. Like we would not be able to like none of this would be possible without Chisato. Chisato is the fulcrum <laughs> at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it's undeniable how important and how critical she plays for that series um she drives everything forward all the other characters are better because of her and yet she's better because of all the other characters that are around her every single character plays a vital role they build her up they build the show up they build the series up um everything it, it just is elevated on a higher platform because every single thing hits your antagonist your protagonist your 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 story your your bits of fan service as you said i prefer more fan service but i'm not going to complain about what i saw um it is unique from that standpoint that it doesn't go for that low hanging fruit zero doubt even if i don't like it it is very unique it is very poignant that it is worth noting that it doesn't do those things and so um if you love I think that's a good point, Star, when you said like hey, it's it's a it's a slice of life with extreme with extreme action. 
Um, that's a fair thing to say. And so if you enjoy slice of life anime, but you enjoy hard hitting action, if you enjoy beautiful, crisp animation, wonderful soundtrack, and um, uh, it is kind of in essence like a coming of age because both the, uh, all the girls they they grow up, um, they get better um, because of of their circumstances. And so um, I didn't want to really delve too into because I didn't think that there was much to to talk about that you guys haven't already covered. But the more you think about it, the more you like really think about that show the more like there is to talk about and the more that you want to recommend that to people to watch out of all the shows i think this season one through ten the one that you would definitely recommend people catch first primarily is definitely like horus even above the number one for me. it deserved all the hype it got like it, it had all that hype for a reason i can't even deny mm-hmm. the hype yeah. it was well deserved hype. and i almost didn't watch it i was like ah guys charlie i Jane told, I told you to watch it yeah, and I was like, well, fuck it. I dropped two shows already, so I might as well just... It looked like a Kyoto animation show. That's why I watched it. Yeah. It looks like something out of Kyoto Annie. I think it's like a love letter to Kyoto Annie, honestly. It hit. It hit. It did. Number one. Well, no, I got... Matt still got his. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go, man. Go, man. Wow. I'm tired. God I, damn it. I, I got to give me one second. I need to really think. Because I don't want a mistake like I did in winter where I put... Demon Slayer over Vanitas, even though I, I want them to say because Vanitas was better than Demon Slayer. I'm trying to. So you're still undecided. Man, the best. Oh! <laughs> you flipping the coin? Like, just look at everything back and forth. I'll get to number one later, but man, the best. I, in, again, this is not bad at all. This, as it wasn't for the other one, this would be number one. No episode was bad. I love the atmosphere. There was more world building. We learn more about the abyss, the first explorers. There was a lot of drama, stuff that made me feel legit sad. And again, we talked about so much here. It's just a wonderful piece of media, not just anime, media. And that's something like people, even if like you're not into anime, I think that's something people should watch. That's number two. All right, number two. Number one. Oh man, you got me on the spot with this one. All right, number one. My number one. This is anime. Hold on. I got it. Number one. Anime of the summer. My anime of the summer. Oh, man. You should have had a drum roll instead. That would have been more. If I would have had a drum roll, I should have thought I would have put a drum roll in here. It didn't get the hype it well deserved, man. Nonetheless, it was the most well-rounded show of the entire season. And that is Call of the Night. Call of the Night, man, was my number one anime of the whole season. Vampires, man. Uh... I got three points. My first point, Creepy Nuts. The opening theme, it got me in the mood. Every time I was ready, it was my favorite opening theme. Secondly, the background visuals, the screensaver worthy. It Oftentimes, I find myself pausing my 50-inch Samsung TV just to, just to get a glimpse of it, just to breathe it in. Hey, bro, you ain't watching, so you seen it 86 inches like I did. Pause, but damn. That's <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thirdly. It's erotic. This show is really erotic. The way they drink blood, the way they get close to breath. Mm. It's an erotic show. And a mm. lot of shows had like intimacy and foreplay <laughs> and all this other shit. But no, nah, this show was really erotic, man. The mood was always set with the background music, complimented all the other elements to perfection. Um, yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to man, uh to Tomoyuki uh itamura man uh light and films they did the lord's work with this series man uh only down the only down thing i gotta say about it is you have to watch it in hd 4k but it's a super amazing show like you can't watch this and 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 like 
like 720. You got to watch this maxed out everything. But the callbacks that they did, um, most notably episode nine, when they were getting stalked and the whole color of the room changed when the guy came into the, the karaoke bar. They did that same thing when they had that vampire at the school, when they went straight up mono with the background. What's they called? Superior? Superior? Whatever it is, when it's all brown and dark and black and white down there. I love them switching the effects at the very end, they recreated the scene that Nazana did in the first episode when she bit Cole for the first time. They recreated that scene and stuff. It was Cole. They literally swapped Cole and Nazana at the very end. Um, That kiss was sweet. I love seeing Nazana just warming up and really, like, let him in. And I like um, the adventures, the music, the backgrounds, the visuals, everything. I can keep going on and on, but aesthetically pleasing. I don't do this shit often, y'all. I don't give out fives. But the dub is even good, man. Um, it's a five out of five for me. I can't say nothing negative about this show. Call it a night is the one anime. If you ain't no action junkie, you know what I'm saying? You just like slice of life and you like just good stories, man. Call it a night is where it's at, man. That's my favorite anime of the whole summer. Uh, Best thing smoke. Uh I thought Matt was gonna be my number one, like you know, show, but he switched it up on me, so I'll be the one to say Abyss is my... I saw that coming. Of course. I've been saying that since week eight. Because literally after they finished the story of them eating their fucking children, it, it was number eight. So, you know, for me, I before this season, I binged the entire Maiden Abyss. I spent an entire full day. I watched the entire season one. I watched the, I watched the movie. Um, I spent an entire day watching that show. And so I came in to this season fresh as a daisy with season one and made an abyss did not disappoint where overlord did where it dropped off pretty significantly from season three to season four i feel made an abyss did not drop off whatsoever it continued to produce darkness sadness and despair on a level that no other anime can possibly conceive maybe besides re-zero like you had mentioned re-zero is probably the only one that delivers that depth of despair um at least in my viewing experience um it is raw it is just it is just incredibly sad it is overwhelmingly sad to see the things that these that these uh people went through in order to try and find salvation however it's not unique to anime as much as it's a fiction it's a real life uh expression of what people in previous centuries went through like all those people that went through that tried to to find the world find earth find what's out there explore the unknown this is an animation representation of that to the nth degree when it comes to the extremes of death you know you they might have been drowned they might have gotten eaten by a shark tornado might have taken them if when they landed you know various natural disasters may have occurred to end those people's lives it's not on the same level that this show has produced where you literally turn into not human you literally turn into a creature beyond comprehension simply for walking up a level like that is just so raw and so sad. And again, the depths of survival, you know, you think you, you see cannibalism. It's not unheard of in reality. You know, everyone's always mm-hmm. talking about Dahmer and cannibalism. Like that's not new. You know, pe- the people did that way back when in order to survive, not because they were sick individuals. And so they did that to survive. 
and it doesn't make it, you know, in today's world, it's still wrong and it doesn't make it any less wrong, any less sad because they did that. But um, just to see that, you know, play out on screen is really, 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 really tough to see. Um, again, I didn't get emotional like Matt did watching the show, which is why I'm surprised he didn't make it number one. But I just felt sad. That's all I feel when I see Abyss is just sadness. And, you know, though every season, the, the first two seasons and the movie, they end with a little ray of hope um, for you to, to kind of leave up on. So it's not completely disastrously depressing. Um, it's still unique in that aspect because of how heavy the show is. There aren't many anime that you'll watch that are the level of heavy that Abyss is. And it does not get more than any other show by far, in my opinion. It does not get the love that it deserves. Um, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. It's that cutesy aesthetic. I it, think it's that cutesy character design that throws people off. My own nothing like it. I heard it's, made, I, you see, made, you're right. You see, made in the Abyss, and it's like, it's, oh, it's, like it's, it's a little children it. anime, and that's what they think. Because that's yeah. everybody who te- who who I try to put on that show, they like, nah, man, I ain't into this little kid shit. I'm like, bro, this shit ain't for kids. It's not for kids. It is not. It is season one and two on high dive. Like, go do that shit. Yo, even if you don't want to, even if you can't see season two, season one's on fucking Amazon Prime. That's where I watched it. I watched season one on Amazon Prime. Mm. That's the first show I ever watched on high dive. Uh, the first show I saw on high dive. Just to watch it. I got Matt's subscription. I got Matt's subscription. The first thing I put on was redo a healer. Yeah, because like, I, want, I want the poor. Did they have poor? They got some. Okay. Yeah, I want the redo of Healer. I can't wait for Peter Grill that comes out later. Peter Grill, yeah. Yep. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that as we close. But no, I mean, I don't know which more I can really talk about Abyss just because it's just an incredible, and like you said, an incredible piece of media. Every, the aesthetic is gorgeous. Animation is gorgeous. Soundtrack, incredible. Ties in stupendously to what you're watching. Anything that can make considerable like significant tie-ins to a show in the outer pieces of that show is exponentially better in my opinion and made in abyss is easily like that again once the, the show ended on episode eight um with them finalizing the true story of the explorers it was my anime of the season because nothing compares to it in terms of the the, the delivery the level of, of execution the consistency in the story the depth of emotion that it can draw out of you something it draw it makes you feel again i can't express this enough an anime that makes you feel is an anime that is forever noteworthy and abyss is definitely one of those animes that's in that universe that will make you feel it'll make you hurt it'll make you want it'll make you strive to want to see success and you want to see that you want to see reg succeed you want to see rico succeed you wanted to see iram yui be uh be avenged in essence you wanted to see fueko get her moments because of the fact that she was shunned in the darkness you wanted to see faputa get her revenge for her mother and then to see her go through that and then go through all the questioning of like i've built my entire moment my entire life's existence has been for this and it's here and this is the moment that i'm living in this is the present reality that i'm enduring and it's just so damn dark and so damn heavy it is exponentially just just amazing it is an amazing show and something that i will forever recommend to people if they enjoy that genre of media all right number one Corey in the house Corey, huh Corey in the house, man. Best out of that. You don't want it back to what channel. 
Huh? What's your number one, man? Summertime renderings. Okay. Okay, you got me stuck up. I was like, no, 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 no. It was not okay in the hills. <laughs> I was literally about to hang up and be like, well, this podcast is over. I'm starting with a star, man. No, uh, everything about it was just very intriguing. Like I love, like I got hooked in the first two episodes with how Shinpei died and how they incorporated the ReZero looping back ability. But there's risks with it. Like you have to be careful with it. If like if you die at a certain point, that is it. The, uh, on the on the time skip, yeah. you have to. Or again, if someone's dead, they're they're probably going to stay dead. Depends on where you are in that timeline. So, again, we had Hayden Shide. Uh, Shide, again, a great villain. Shinpei, probably one of my favorite protagonists of the year. <laughs> I've had it because he, he learned how to use it. He got people together with everything that he has done. Like, he fought, like, he was thinking like a leader, helping them, helping people wanting to survive, whether it was a pass or fail. He tried his damn best. And Ushio, that's how she is, like from the shadow. Like she should have been, she should have been obeying Shide. Hey, but no, she was her own entity in a sense, and it worked. The chemistry of Ushio and Shinpei, uh, the fights when they happened, every character felt important. There was a balance of good and evil winning. So like, there are a lot of times evil won at a legit win, and there were times the humans were able to fight back. <laughs> With Shinpei, Hizuru, Nezu, the fucking cop, Mio, the, the so and his sister, all played a part, and it made everything memorable. Even if it's not the greatest for everyone else, in terms of overall togetherness of how they incorporate plot, side characters, main characters, villains, like suspense of everything going on. When you like, when you think the good guy has it, boom, you don't. It's right out of their reach. <laughs> And they got the and when main characters stayed dead, like okay, shit is serious now, <laughs> and you can't go back. The gym, just cause the gym episode, because they did all that fucking work. And that and, and, and when Hezuru died, her finals before the shit go off reset. Yeah, again, like again, when fucking Hezuru fought off Shida and she died, and that was Shinpei's fault because he looped back. But like he, he, she probably had a chance. But no, by the time she got there in that second, like, oh, I'm glad you looked because I killed her now because of you. Cold. It was Cold. like shit. Yeah, like even when he thought he was doing the right thing, it probably was not the right time. He had to learn. I like yeah. that. And Honestly, like, it, if it wasn't for Edge Runners and that last episode of like Shadow's House, this shit would have easily made the top three. But Edge yeah. Runners came and fucked up my whole damn list and I ain't expect oh, yeah. Shadow's House finale, but... Did you rate it live? You rated it live. I did not. I waited until it was over. Yeah, no, I, I said I'm waiting until it's over. But yeah, continue, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, but no, and, and then, yeah, you get that final fight. It may not have been the best fight, but it was the more, like, satisfying thing of, like, that big win. And then this how and this how everything happened and this again it wasn't like what it said if you kill the shadows Ushio's dead it's not like I have to stop that he accepted it and so did Ushio it's like it's okay this is what has to happen like even like a great list and for someone you love and then we get that satisfying epilogue in that alternate timeline like that was Ushio's yeah. final gift to him her, her final gift to him and they got that conclusion he's home they're there together 
Everyone's alive. The only they, two shows gave epilogues this entire season. That was Shadow's House and that was Summertime Rendering. That was the only shows that we're going to yeah. give you a bonus episode completely filled with closure. No one else gave epilogues. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yep. That's what, yeah, that, that's why it's number one for me. I respect it, man. You got to watch it, man. <laughs> I will if it ever gets on. I'm not going to go through all the hassles. I mean, it's probably easier now that the show's on. Uh, if, if, if it comes on Blu-ray, I'm buying it. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. I'm excited. Like, I hope they don't fuck the dub up. But, yeah, I got to see that. All right. All right. right. This one's going to be quick. Uh, We're not going back and forth. Like, we're not going to circles as you're just listing everything. What are you watching for Fall Star? Um, let me go back to my other list for fall, man. Right now, I'm only locked into five shows. Uh, number one is Gundam Witch from Mercury. That show, um, yeah, I'm excited to do week week updates with that one. Um, just because that first episode you gave a toddler in the Gundam, and I'm like, I'm so. And then he might give me some Yuri action, so I'm with it. Um, Chainsaw Man, y'all sold me on everybody. The internet sold me on the hype of Chainsaw Man, so I'm watching Chainsaw Man. Um, Izaki Chan wants to hang out. Um. I, season one was funny, so I can't wait to start this one. I haven't actually started it yet, um, but that one is coming up. Um, Spy Family, obviously. Um, the opening and the ending. Wait, wait, wait. Did, you, is... um, did you see season one of Uzaki? Of Uzaki? Yeah. Okay, okay. My bad, my bad. Sorry. I just want to make sure you said you hadn't started yet. I was like, wait, you hadn't started season two? Okay. Or season I haven't started one. season two. Oh, um, the last two shows I'm going to wrap up. Um, um, Akiba Made War. Like I'm into the reason why I'm excited for this show is the director of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai is the is the director. They got the same. Oh, that's who is okay. And I just after seeing Bunny Girl Senpai and the movie, I just know that this shit gotta be more than what I'm expecting. So I was excited for this one after the algorithms told me to pay attention to it. Last but not least, uh reincarnated as a sword and the immense shadow. And um, the crow in the palace, or whatever the fuck that's called. Those the are, raven in the hitter raven, palace. Raven in the palace. Um, yeah, those are the ones I'm I'm excited for for the fall. Even. Um, chotamata, chotamata, kudasai. Chota, 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 go mango. Hi, Hi. Okay, there you go. Um, all right. So, like, uh, what's it called? Like, like Star Chainsaw Man for sure. <coughs> Spy Family Core Two for sure. My Hero, for sure. To Your Eternity, when it fucking drops in three more weeks, for sure. I will be watching Bleach. Um, definitely. We'll be watching Bleach on Hulu. Um, so that's there. Uh, Eminence in the Shadow, which is really good. I'm writing I'm writing these down as we go, by the way, on our list. Which one? Eminence. Eminence in the Shadow. Yeah, it's on my list. Okay, the ones that we're watching together. So, so far, I've got Chainsaw Man, My Hero, Uzaki, To Your Eternity, Raven in the Palace, Eminence in the Shadow. These are the ones I know we're watching together. Um, Uzaki, as I just mentioned, um, for sure. Episode one already is hilarious. Spy Family Core Two, that was a solid episode one. My Hero Academia, seen that season or seen that episode one, super solid as well. Eminence in the Shadow, I loved. I loved it. Raven in the Palace, I really liked it as well. Um, Raven in the Palace is the other one I'm watching. One of the ones I'm really looking forward to. It airs on uh, Saturday. Is uh, more than a married couple, but not lovers. That's one of our rom coms of the season. Definitely. Definitely looking forward to that. That looks kawaii as shit. Um, Raven in the Palace, I said. Bochi and the Rock. I think that airs tomorrow. Uh, Bochi and the Rock. The ninth. The ninth. Okay, my bad. So that's Saturday as well. So Bochi and the Rock. Um, looking forward to that. Um, I, I'm kind of iffy on that, but it is a musical anime. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Let's see what it's about. 
Um, any other ones? And the little lies we all tell. That's the final one. Together, the little lies we all tell. I know Matt was sold when one of the characters came out as a trap. So, well, I was gonna watch it before that because I thought I thought it was gonna be like a horror psychological thing. That I find out you find out it's a comedy slash slice of life. Is you know, I thought it was like psychological too. Yeah, I, yeah, that I read the genres, the updated genres is comedy slash slice of life. I'm clicking on this bitch right now. I I'll, see. I'll, I'll still watch it. So hold on. I see. Where the fuck is genre? Where the fuck is genres? I don't see genres on this bitch. Yeah, oh. I got it. Yeah, pull up information. Genres, comedy. I love how the tag it said cross dressing sixty <laughs> percent. <laughs> comedy? No, it's comedy, slice of life, sci fi, and supernatural. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so I've got a short. I've got a very short list for this for the uh, for the fall. Okay. Thank God. Um, it gives me an opportunity to try and finish Trigun and uh, keep on working. I'm, you know, something. Let me ask y'all. I was gonna keep on working on fucking uh, what's his dick on uh, Attack on Titan. Um, but I'm very curious now about fucking Cyberpunk to see what the fuck all the hype is about. Y'all think I should just start Cyberpunk once I finish Trigun? I mean, oh, Cyberpunk. If you, if, if you got time for a quick binge, yes. Yeah, it's quick. Oh, like, yeah. bro, it, it's if you skip the opening and the ending, it's a solid. You can finish that whole series in four hours. Yeah, mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm considering it. I'm, I'm considering it. We'll see. They make it easy, but yeah. yeah. Okay. But and the it, opening and ending themes are pretty dope. But yeah, you just say yeah. fuck that shit. I, yeah, I skip. I skip all when I watch those nights. I yeah. know. Thirteen episodes for me, or thirteen things, excluding Boruto, of course, because Boruto is always, always there. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed one. I missed one. Love flops. That's our other uh, rom com of the season. Love flops. Looking forward to that one too. And that's one I know we're watching together as well. Love yeah. flops. So all in all, Matt, we have Ichi, Ni, Sanji, Go, Ruk, Nana, Hatch. Eight. We're sharing eight. <laughs> all right. All right. My turn. My life after <laughs> became my life after I became a dummy head mic one morning. That's the ASMR one. Oh, I missed a couple too. Sorry. Go ahead. My bad. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back. I'll circle back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, of course, the four people in the and their respective lives. Uh, apartment complex C. That is okay. I'm kind of glad it's four episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a horror. I, I I don't want a horror dragged out. To be fair, so if it's just a Halloween thing, I'm I'm for it. But as of right now, it's just okay. It is a HBO Max, Bochy the Rock, Sword Reincarnation, Raven of the Inner Palace, uh, which is it has potential. It's not great yet, but I do enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Bibliophile Princess. I'm looking forward to that one when it comes. Already aired and watch it yet. Uh, Do it yourself. It, it is a nice one. It's a nice surprise. So I am okay with that one. I might add Mobile Suit Gundam if there is time before record. I will try to add it in. I keep hearing good things about it. I am a vil- I'm the villainess, so I'm taming the final boss. That is pretty funny so far. <laughs> Eminence, Eminence and Shadow. Uh, Re- Sword Reincarnation, Uzaki Chan Season 2, My Hero Academia Season 6, Blue Lock, the soccer anime, To Your Eternity Season 2, Spy Family Part 2, and Chainsaw Man. Man, you are watching so goddamn much. I might, I'm still considering adding Gundam to my day. No, Shinobi no Itoki. I, I added that one to my queue, and I hope it's good, as well as I added Beast Timer to my queue. Uh, as of right now, Shinobi has a six point ninety four. Oh shit! I mean, you know, but it could go up, but it's just it's just the one, it's just the one episode. So, Why? I mean, Mal is typically accurate. Some sometimes it's yeah, but for the most part, like if they give something an eight, it's probably an eight. If they give something a six, it's probably a six. 
Yeah, so usually it was like above a seven, <coughs> like a seven and a half is usually that's like the safe ones. Yeah, there it is. I was like, where's fucking mobile? But I give everything. Where's what? No, I was looking for where's mobile Gundam on, on the analyst. Yeah, I give everything three episodes. I'll watch. I'll I'll pick up twenty shows, watch three episodes, and probably drop five shows. And then I'll keep going. And along the way, if I get bored, I try to stick with it once I get past three episodes. But typically, I'll give everybody, I'll give every show a three episode shot. Like, you know, that's the rule I'll yeah. stick to. You get three episodes to wow me over. Yeah, I, yeah, it's usually three to five for me, depending on what the plot is. Yeah, if you're at five, you might as well go to six. And if you're at six, you might as well just finish it. Go to 12. Yeah. It's yeah. three to four, I definitely think it is. Um, The other two that I forgot to miss, uh, that I, I missed rather, where uh, Cool Doji, I think it's Cool Cool Doji is what it Play is. Play Cool Guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks fucking funny. And then Peter Grill. I didn't Peter. even know that was coming back. You, I was, uh, bro, I said Peter he, Grill he, for a reason. Yeah, Peter yeah, Grill. He was, he was, he was serious. It's, it's I was serious. It's going to be a high dive. Yeah, that's a high dive exclusive. I like that. Yeah. Even though I saw it on Crunchyroll. One show that was a summer show, it's not an honorable mention, but it dropped in the summer, but it made absolutely no pet impact was Kagaruguri Twins. I just felt I needed to mention that because I, for, I forgot that aired. Did it, you it was watch, better. It's better than season two, but it's still not as good as season one. Did you watch um uh what the fuck um bastard? Have you met her? Have you met? Oh yeah, I I love the original. The new one is horny as fuck, but I'm taking my time watching it. I'm I'm slow burning. I'm not in a rush to finish it. I'm taking my sweet time watching yeah. Bastard. I haven't yeah. seen. Yeah, that one dropped in spring, and then this one dropped in, uh, in summer. Yeah, summer. I, we were gonna watch it, but we it's horny as fuck though. It's 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 it? than a motherfucker. Is like, it? TV and all that shit. It's you know. I'm anxious to see how that story turns out though. And then they got some of the you know original voice actresses to, to return, which I thought was dope. I, I think thought it was. We, I didn't realize that it had a month before. Wendy, yeah, it came out long time ago. Wendy Lee surprised her role as Arches Nay, I believe, and I thought that was pretty dope because I was like, damn, Charlotte, you did this shit 25 years ago. I pay her. 30 years ago, shit. Pay that woman, bro. <laughs> All right, uh, closing thoughts as we close up summer. Um, summer was fun, man. Um. A bunch of rom-coms came out in the spring, man. Summer kind of mixed it up a little bit. Um, you know, I took on more than I was anticipating, but I still had yeah. fun. I feel like I need to watch Bleach because I made such a fuss about it coming on Hulu. But if they don't get summertime rendering, I feel like Disney doesn't understand the point. Um, I'm disappointed that that show didn't get the hype it deserved, but I'm buying Call of the- I'm buying everything in my top three. I'm buying Shadow's House as soon as Funimation and Crunchyroll put that Blu-ray dual disc out, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Monogatari. I kind of want to watch Monogatari series now because the director of Call of the Night did the Monogatari series. Um, okay. But, ooh, I might jump on it. Who knows? Alrighty. Uh, we talked our cake. We had our cake. We had so much cake. We're in a diabetic food coma. Uh, I'm sure Sean won't mind the plugs, but uh, thank you, Starman, for joining us. Yes. For thank our thank you for having summer. me, man. If you want if you want to come for the followers, you're more than welcome. We'll be happy to have you. I can't wait to have you guys on the Ninja Please podcast, man. I think y'all will have some fun. Uh, um, you let you let us know when we'll figure this yeah, out. Yeah, buddy. You were supposed to have me on and you never said shit. And then I was like, Well, I'm not gonna bother him about it. Man, co-host shit came up and we just had to like rock 
just rock the show. Like if we miss the show, we got to game back up because we don't just talk anime. And I like to, I'm the, I'm the big anime guy, but one of our main guys is, talks video games. Another guy, he talks a lot of black TV shows. So, or just TV shows and movies in general. So right now we're covering a whole lot like going on, but I can't wait to have you guys on. I'll probably do it in a week or two. Um, just to talk anime, especially when this fall season really heats the fuck up. Yeah. I got to catch more anime movies, though. I would like to do an anime movie special with y'all one day. I think that'll be dope because there's so many good movies that come out that get glossed over. Um, oh, I want yeah, to we're, this we're time for that. announce Black Clover is coming to Netflix. And I That's right. We forgot to add that nose. Is it going to come to America? I, I, think, it's, I, I, I think, think it's a global And It's coming to theaters in Japan because we can't go to theaters. I hope that that I hope that's I hope that's what the case is, and I hope that's a thing going forward. I don't, you know, I don't want to see it on Netflix. I want to go to the theater. I mean, we're not gonna get the theater, but damn it, if Netflix want to come in and do I, this, I don't give a fuck. I, I, I won't have I don't I don't have theaters by me that puts on anime, so I'm gonna I have to watch it on somewhere else. For me, I don't mind waiting. I I waited all that time for DBZ. Waited all that time for all these other movies. It don't bother me none. And like I, I want. I can't have Oscar's demon form spoiled for me. I, I avoid that shit on the internet like the Matrix, bro. Like, mm-mm. Nah, bro, I, I, what I really, Sato. But I really want to know. I don't know. You, you know about the stuff with Julius? No. And I ran into a fucking spoiler that pissed me the fuck off. I didn't read the spoiler. I got no context. But I seen Evil Julius. And I don't want to. I don't. Let's even leave it. Let's know. leave it. Let, I, I've been. I just want to know. Are they gonna? Are they gonna bring Evil Julius in the movie? No. Do we I see that? Absolutely no. not. It's after I don't the fact. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know yeah, yeah it's gonna be in the show. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, I think this is gonna be this a regular movie villain for the movie. Like, it's not gonna progress the plot. I, I thought this was supposed to be the fucking plot. It's all part of the show. Is it not canon? Exactly. It's the manga. All I know yeah, is it's, he goes back it's, to it's a home. Is he goes back to Yami's homeland? I believe. Yeah, that, yeah. That that's currently going on in the manga right now. I'm talking about is this the movie just gonna be a movie? No, it's the it has to do with the it progresses with the plot. Basically, the season the show ends with them about to face one of the fucking like crazy fucking uh, one of the other. Demons, okay, the all right, it's, yeah. It, yeah, they're gonna do the whole thing like where they're saving Yami from being kidnapped. Okay, fine, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll find out. Stay tuned. In six all right, but anyway, we are tired. It's almost two a.m. I gotta oh. be up in three and a half hours. Yeah. I gotta be up at five. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're not gonna do their plugs. But yeah, thank W2M Network, thank Chairshot Radio. That's it. You know where to find us. Thank you, Starman. Hopefully, we we will see you next week for fall premiere. We will find out if we catch up on everything. Everyone, arigato, and after Faku, and sayonara. Sayonara, minasan. Bye bye. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to. Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. 
Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Lucky Land Slots. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.